This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Shane? Drake? The Braves are currently in the World Series. Buddy, big time for your boy right now. Obviously, by the time this releases, it'll be over, so you're either going to be happy or sad. What's the projected feeling? Right now, where we're sitting at, Braves in four. Okay. I like that. I'll let you know in two innings after uh, Mad Max gets out there and either goes full Greg Maddox or can't say the other word. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to bring in our guest. He's been on the pod before. He was last time he was here was the first season. But it's yeah, rare we have somebody OG. from that far back. Yeah, a true OG. Yeah, he closed out season 1 in the middle at the beginning of a pan I'm not going to say it. We have a new rule. Yep. You have if you say that word, you have to take a shot of anything that's on the table. Try to avoid it. <clears throat> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, TikTok is popular now. You've probably yeah. seen this guy. You've definitely seen him on YouTube with a whopping 760,000 followers on TikTok with over 21 million likes on TikTok. Countless YouTube subscribers, countless YouTube views. He hangs out at Tallulah Brewing Company every Thursday night hosting trivia. It's Matt Mitchell. What an intro. Hey, that was, that was like electric. That. that was electric. I, mean, I, like I said, it. if I'm ever boxing Jake Paul, you're doing the job. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That would be terrible, though. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, I would pay all the money to, fight, to watch it, though. Well, actually, I mean, boxing is a scam. I would love to get an opportunity to fight because it's just guaranteed money. Exactly. I can step in that ring and get knocked out. No doubt. I mean, when's the last time somebody died in a boxing ring? I feel like my odds are pretty good. Apollo I Creed? Could, yeah, Apollo Creed. Yeah, I can take a hit. <laughs> I can take one hit and cash that check. That's even, all I got to do. Even if he doesn't land it solid, say you slip it just enough, but there's contact, you go down, just take your count. Yeah. You just go full Ben Asker and just fall when he swings. Yeah, absolutely. Because apparently there was an NDA in Tyrone Woodley's thing that he couldn't talk about everything <clears throat> that was in his contract. Yeah. So. Well, if you're listening, Jake Paul, this is it. This is me <laughs> issuing a challenge to you. Let's go. We could do this thing at Swan Gym in Jasper. There it is. Um, special guest referee, Butterbean. Uh, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's sanctioned I'm, automatically. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm Matt's hot man. Yes. I like it. I'm just going to walk out with a TikTok logo over me. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So, what's been going on, man? Uh, just getting back in the groove of things. I feel like all of a sudden, um, I mean, the, the thing that we're not supposed to, the thing that shall not be named is not over, but life is moving on very fast all yeah. of a sudden. Uh, so, just to stay busy. Tallulah, trivia's... Uh, uh, go to Island Trivia's work. It's a Southern thing, all that stuff, a bunch of other things. It's happening. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been busy. The beautiful thing about content creation, though, is you, you never, like, 
had to go full stop. Like you could still do stuff from your house during that time. Like you did a pantry. Uh, bless your rank. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was so Solid. good. That was yeah. a fun one. Although it has like no, it's not really evergreen contents. The only bless your rank that's not really evergreen. Like I can't run it again. Um, <laughs> on the page uh, on like Facebook where you can rerun videos. Because uh, nobody wants to be reminded of that time, uh, <laughs> but it is a nice little time capsule. Like you can go back and remember how weird was things. Oh yeah, and you watch it and see me eat uh, out of a gallon drum of baked beans. You're like, yeah, pretty weird. There you go. <laughs> pretty weird. This is where we are now. Yeah. When the Oscars has their year in review. I'll throw that up there. <sighs> Man, I hope so. Somewhere, some prepper was watching that video and said he just wasted three <laughs> days worth of food. Also, I need to get more baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, the old non peas ain't cheap these days. Life has changed. Life has definitely changed since the last time you were here. But it's getting back to happy times. And trivia is back. Shane and I were frequent visitors this past summer. Yeah. So I'm just glad to see you still moving, man. So what got you into the TikTok game? We're going to go ahead and clear this one, the TikTok game, because TikTok is everybody's talking point now. It's huge now. Um Getting into it, I don't remember, okay, I remember one moment in that um, we started doing TikTok with It's a Southern Thing. Um, it was kind of going well, and I remember, like, I I looked at it before the thing that shall not be named, and I was kind of like, well, I see this blowing up, but I don't quite understand it. You know, I'm an old millennial, blah, 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 get off my lawn. And um, so I kind of, like, dismissed it. I was like, I bet this will be, like, Vine. It'll be around, it'll have a quick blast, be super popular, and they won't find a way to like make a business out of this, and it'll disappear. Um, so I kind of dismissed it. But then when the thing happened, I'm at home, find a lot more time just scrolling social media, and uh, went back to that, and I was like, this is kind of fun. There's a lot more once the algorithm gets to know you and knows what you want. You're like, I'm not here for dances. I'm here for like comedy yeah. and stuff. So it starts giving you more of that. And then it gets more addictive because it gets to know you and what you want more often. So it serves that up to you regularly. And then I was scrolling and I saw somebody took a clip of a bless your rank and just like stole it and put it on their account. And it's like <laughs> me ranting about the dilemma you have when you're eating a bowl of cereal and you, um, you you finish the cereal, you've got milk left in it, so you add more cereal to it, and then you need that. It's, it's never ending. Like yeah. you just like you just never have a perfect balance of cereal to milk. So disagree. you keep trying to find it. Disagree. You oh. <laughs> disagree with the balance of cereal and milk. Yeah. You just eat it dry straight out of the box. Let me tell you how you do it. Just a fistful of lucky charms. <laughs> well, all right, that's a whole another topic because we can do like top five cereals that you could eat like chips, but that's, that's a different a good conversation. One. Yeah. The cereal to milk thing, though, the easy fix for it, you pour the bowl of cereal, right? No milk. Don't do this. Yes. Then You're one of those. you pour your milk. <laughs> Let me tell you why you do that. So your common bowl, right? You pour cereal. You leave yourself at least one joint in your index finger there from the, the tip of the bowl. Pour your milk. When the cereal reaches the top, you stop pouring. Now you eat your cereal. Oh, there's still more cereal? Guess what? Yes. A little extra milk. Now you're not running into a soggy cereal situation. So have you always been a communist, or did you just con- convert? <laughs> I picked it up about five or six years ago. Okay. Yeah. That's Military. Unbelievable. Yeah. Military will do that to a man. Um, well, yeah. Soggy <laughs> cereal is on it. like my top. So they did experiments three on you worst in the military. Is what I'm hearing. They. <laughs> he had a full EEG <laughs> going yeah, on. Yeah. I did this. All, there, were, there were probes. All of the things. wires looked uh-huh. up to you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, somebody stole a clip and put it up there, and I was like, "Hold on!" And it had a lot of views, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" So if they like this, then maybe I could like do my thing. So 
um, I started doing a little bit more on there, and it uh, took off. It's, at first, I was doing a lot of country music stuff, like yeah. doing top ten lists, because I thought really like you needed to do some music stuff on TikTok, and you really don't. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's we're a huge that. side that is like you don't need to do music at all. You can just thrive on just comedy and or whatever you want to do. Um, so uh, I just stuck with it, try to be consistent on making content, and um, and it has blown up. And it's crazy to see people get you know they're like oh you're that guy from TikTok, and it's very yeah. weird to hear that. Yeah, that's but, our generation um, though. It is, and younger. It's uh, picking up with kids, which is, I guess, job security. Like, you can get the kids to watch it now. Maybe they'll keep watching you when they're old Man. and depressed like me. Yeah, just like you got grilled when you walked in the house by a seven-year-old. Yeah. About he, your macaroni and cheese choices. Yeah, I, he came hard with the facts, <laughs> and I was not prepared for that. I did not have my mac and cheese talking points, but he's got a good point. So, uh, um, but that's it. They keep you on your toes. Yeah. It's fun, it's fun to do. I, I really, really enjoy TikTok. I find myself thinking when I'm making content that – Let's make it for TikTok first and then find a way to make it work on the other platforms. Right. Because that is, that's the big one. Facebook, um, well, Instagram rolled out Reels, which is they're, they're trying to copy. YouTube mm-hmm. has Shorts, they're trying to copy. So when you see the more established like social media platforms copying the new kid on the block, that yes. that is kind of proof that this is going to last. They're scared and they know they need to to, to emulate that Adapt if they want to be die. relevant. Yeah. It, ca- it came quick and like you said, we nobody expected it to stay this would be a flash in the pan yeah a couple people get popular off of it and it's gone yeah you think the pandemic saved it uh yeah i think it had a i think it was pouring gas on the fire i think just the way it is it was destined to do well but i think it really sped up its growth okay and it was in the news a lot that year too with trump saying he was going to ban it so that made people more aware of it because it came from china from from china yeah yeah g-i-n-a yes like we're trying we're slowly figuring it out like <clears throat> we'll sit in here and make drafts since we're not obviously not together every day yeah so you slowly learn what hits and what doesn't hit and we've learned on our channel people like seeing us miserably mm-hmm. like we did bud light fall flannel edition seltzers haven't tried it don't people love it i have uh I swear to god i have a case of it in my fridge in the basement and I was going to do a review of it and I cannot get myself to do it. And then I saw y'all's video. That makes me want to call the cops on you. I said, I'm not going to even bother now. I was like, there's nothing good in here. No, I actually have, now I have zero motivation to do this. So it's just <laughs> sitting there and I don't know. I, I forgot to bring, it. I was going to bring it to y'all and as a gift. Um, so now I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm just going to wrap it and give it away for Christmas. Do you, do you own like That's a pellet? literally gun. harboring a fugitive. I, I'm going to give yeah. it away trivia. Okay. There you go. Uh, that seems illegal. So if the ABC board is <laughs> listening, just joking. Just meet him in the parking lot. Just joshing. Fl- yeah. Flannel shirts. You can gather your prizes in the parking lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks terrible. But I, I do have yeah. it. So it's uh, it's you like they had like good a- ideas, but just missed. I, seltzers to me, I know I know people love them, and if you force me to drink it, if there's nothing else, I'll probably be okay with it. The only time I can seem to like him is if I'm on vacation. You gotta be near water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Is, well. If I'm at home and I crack one open, thinking this will be the day that. Nope. It I, just it tastes like I'm drinking uh, somebody dropped Starburst in a vodka or something. And that's the same thing I told Drake yeah. when he first got on seltzers. I'm a seltzer guy. Yeah. I was like, listen, only God can judge it, me. I'm okay. like, it's it's not terrible. Like the taste isn't bad. No. But I just don't enjoy this. And then we were up at the lake, and somebody had some seltzers, and I drank like two or three of them, and I was like, okay, this is actually really nice. And that's when I made that correlation of. You just got to be near a body of water. It doesn't matter. You have to be dehydrated. 
I'll say Basically, fair. and your body will say, I'll take pond water at this point. And you're like, how about seltzer? Yeah. I didn't think of that, but that's exactly good point. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> See, like beer, it eventually, like I love beer, obviously, but it eventually makes my stomach hurt. So seltzer is kind of or a palate cleanser mm-hmm. so I can drink more beer. Yes. And then when it comes, but there's one brand, obviously, I think they should sponsor us at this point, Ranch Water. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like a margarita seltzer and it's really, really good. Not the spicy, but the original. Yeah. I, I've seen it, but I have not tried it yet. Be careful. There's like three different variations out there right now. Yeah. There's like some Kalula or Kakakua yeah. or something like that. Ranch Water that claims to be the original. They're all claiming to be the original. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that lawsuit's going to work out. But the one we had was from Lone River. Straight so, out of West Texas. Yeah. It's got like the Longhorn on the. It's got a well. The spicy one's got the Longhorn. Yeah. Uh, no, I just it's like a basic LR kind of like oh, okay. a yeah. Uh, Stay away from cattle brand. Stay away from it. I tell you what's yeah. dangerous. Speaking of fruity drinks, um, there is it's like a uh, margarita in a wine bottle, and it's like fourteen percent. It's like Firebird or something. It's a very yes. colorful label. Um, that. Um, mess me up one night. <laughs> I just like poured a little bit, just put some glass, put some ice in the glass, and filled it up, chugged it. I was like, this tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. Then had another one. Then had another one. Then uh, had just, a nap. Yeah, had a really good <laughs> nap on the couch, watching Lord knows what. Um, but that stuff, that stuff is dangerous. And it, like, uh, uh, Jim carries over here. JB and T Target has an end cap of it all the time over yeah. Fultondale. So, but I got that thing on, you know. With my wife, like, yeah, but this will be good. Let's try this. She didn't care for it. I finished the whole bottle <laughs> that night and very much regretted it. Putting buzz balls on notice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, have you tried the Southern Margaritas that Jim has that like, comes in a glass bottle? <clears throat> try them. And they come back out. Phenomenal. Not a big margarita guy, like heartburn, but those were great. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, the Seltzer Review, like, people, we got, like, 100 likes that we're like, oh, yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, yes. And then we see people are like, they posted a video 10 minutes ago. It's 30,000 likes. You're like, all right, we got to figure this wrong? out. Yeah. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. And the TikTok algorithm is weird. It does change it up to where, you know, some people, they can post stuff and it just takes off immediately. I've seen stuff where on my end where it seems to do, comes out really slow. And then all of a sudden, three days later, it, it takes off. And I don't know why they do videos like that. But that's how one of ours is doing right now. Like it started off with like 10 likes in the first three four days and then now it's already up like a hundred since then yeah like yeah. it just moves up like i know i thought i had it figured it out one day because we had just posted something well this was like over a three or four day spam we like posted something and we we're like each on have like each have our own individual account so we'll go and like it from there yeah share it with friends and all that it wasn't really growing and then one day i didn't realize it but i was still logged into our passage our account so i'm just scrolling tiktok like normal liking, commenting, doing my thing. Go to the profile and like, oh, well, our latest videos jumped up like 200 views in like the last five minutes. Maybe I just need to be active on this thing. Yeah. So, but then it kind of still or stalled out and back to square one. Yeah. Because I am, I'm as active as you can be, like commenting, liking, posting, doing everything from like our passage, our account, interacting on like other people's <clears throat> posts, like in the comment sections. Yeah. I'm the one that manages the videos because somebody likes to clear their cache. 
Yeah, didn't realize that would just go ahead and delete 20 something drafts. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so just a heads up if, you, if you've got some in the drafts, don't try to make your phone run faster. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish I was like a plan ahead to do drafts. Uh, yeah. I'm not capable of doing that at all. <laughs> if I'm the kind of guy that I feel like if I, I get an idea, I need to hurry up and make it right now. Yeah. Put it out there right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sit on stuff overnight. Well, like, our, our best videos are organic. Like, we did oh, one yeah. on the golf course one day. Yeah, that was probably the most viewed one we had. Yeah, <clears throat> we were drunk on the golf course and was like, let's make a video. That's the very frustrating thing about content is that you can sit there and plan something out, uh, every minute detail, and then it flop. But yep. the thing that you came up with on the spot that put no effort into is the one that takes off. I had a great idea for one, but Drake's uh, Red Sox couldn't hold up their end of the deal. But it was going to be. Uh, what is his name? That Trevor Trevor Wallace. The oh, it's oh, yeah. a beautiful day audio. Mm-hmm. And then the guy cuts in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was going to be Boston enjoying another trip to the uh, World Series, yeah. and then Braves fans. Yes. And I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be money. So I thought, oh, no way, Boston blows this. No, they will find a way. Yeah, I'm sure no. he's just cheating again. We yeah. we found a way to blow it. Would. My good friend Dylan pointed out that their catcher is starting to tip pitches, so if we can actually put runners on base and stop just hitting home, which, yeah, you know what, I take that back. Yeah. I take, yeah. I take, cut that whole part out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you find like your just naturally organic videos? Obviously, the SEC roll call you do right now is freaking gold. But do, oh, you, yeah. do you feel like you're just naturally organic where you're like, oh, this would be a good TikTok, pull out my phone, make a video? you feel like those do typically better? Um. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think back because I'm so heavy on roll call right now. Um, but most of the time, yeah, it's uh, I just get this idea late at night and I just go make it right now. I usually don't. I usually don't. Well, I'm going to bank this idea and come back to this later. It's almost always made right now. Um, the roll call is, is, is really made right now, too. I don't uh, – all but one time, one week, I have uh, – I usually just write that script out Sunday morning, shoot it, edit it. And put it out, like all of it, back to back to back to back. Get it out there real quick. Um, only one time have I made it the night before and sat on it and released it like eight in the morning or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, usually, I just want to go to bed. I just <laughs> yeah. want to play football all day. So, so, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You SEC shorts, y'all all fall under the same uh, umbrella. Umbrella, I guess. Has there been any blowback on your SEC short or your SEC roll call videos? from the typical SEC shorts guys. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, we're under the same umbrella and I guess we're doing the same type of like content, but we don't work for the same company or anything okay. anymore. They're they're independent on their own. They used to. Um, okay. Robert Clay, the, the tall one of the two, used to work in the same company with us. and we. Um, but shout out to Short Kings. Yes, uh, <laughs> to Sneed. Um, uh, but yeah, no, they're on their own. They, they went independent um, a couple of years ago. So, okay. um but no, we still talk. Um, we we talked uh, the other day. Talked, you know, told each other we were doing well. Yeah. Enjoy what we've been doing this so far this season. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Mm-hmm. The roll call is something that I wanted to do with Red Clay Media. It's a southern thing. A couple of years ago, we I talked about it, and it was originally like I wanted to do like a serial thing where each character is a team. Like I wanted to have representation from every team every week, um, and have a storyline that adapts to whatever. So. Um, like, you know, what happens on Saturday affects the storyline on Sunday. And um, what did it do in a school? Very much like Saved by the Bell, all of these students are teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but logistically, to get, you know, older teenagers, young 20s, 
uh, free every single Sunday for three months out of the year. Yeah. She wanted to swap out actors in yeah. the middle of it um, and a school that we can shoot at. Uh, logistically, that was just going to be a nightmare. So uh, kind of pivoted to doing it in an office and it'd be similar to the office. Uh, when each co-workers, everybody, all the co-workers are different teams. They're all trying to get like this management position, which is the national championship. They're mm-hmm. all trying to get promoted. Um, but then we just had too much going on. Then the thing that shall not be named happened the year <laughs> after that. So we got tabled again. So this season, like right before week one, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and make yeah. it. I always had these ideas for it, and I never have an outlet for it. So I bet him, him seeing – Things like this take off on TikTok, where there's there's several people that do it with the NFL teams. Um, there's one guy, I think his name is Ben, that does just different states, talking about different current events. Yeah. And I was like, this is so simple. Mm-hmm. I could just, uh, it's the one thing, is sometimes you just have this idea, and it's just so grand, and you realize, and you think, I'll never be able to do that. Well, just break it down to the most simple essence that you can pull off yourself. And that's you know kind of what I did, and then it was able to make it that way. Um I'd still love to do something. I think it would be really cool yeah, to have yeah. like a Save by the Bell or the Office type thing with yeah, the teams. No doubt. But the production would take, you know, it would take several people to pull that off. You also got to find those kids that whose parents don't make them still go to church, followed by the greasy spoon after. I, You know, here though, uh, I think for a lot of people, college football is number one, then Jesus. So yeah. if you could find those people, <laughs> yeah. you're good. But no, you probably have to find people in there. You have to find those like, Young-looking twenty-year-olds, clean-shaven. I would, I would not be able to play a character in that. Could be like the principal, I was maybe. Say, yeah. you or the janitor. Point. Yeah, could be like the creepy Florida State janitor. <laughs> that would actually be, <laughs> yeah. that would be, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. If I shave my beard, I could probably pull it off. You could do it. Yeah, uh, I I I'm big baby face. You, you could do yeah. it. Matt says no, no five o'clock shadow day. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. everybody's got to be clean-shaven, <laughs> men and women. Before Make, you come in there, yeah. Makeup artist on point. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great if you could throw it back to like the '80s and '90s style, like. The Save by the Bell like like wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun to do. Just, uh, you know, and that's one thing with SEC with Shorts and what they do is that they do not have a life during football season. Yeah. Um, because they are churning those videos out. I don't, I find myself now doing just the roll call. I don't have a life on first half of Sunday. Um, I mean, I'm missing church to do that. Um, and, uh, and I'm really like not done with it till about two o'clock, three o'clock every day. But, um, but uh, it's fun to do. I've really, really enjoyed doing it, and the response has been, been pretty great. How how well versed have you become in football? Because you have to translate this game that happened the day before into comedy, so you have to pay attention to like minute details. Yeah, <clears throat> and how the question. fan bases react. Yeah, and bonus question: How excited were you for that Tennessee Ole Miss game? That I mean, made, it wrote itself. That made. I was sitting there <laughs> thinking. I've got nothing. Like, there's been nothing huge that I can really like go off of, and that happened in the last what minute and a half of the on the game clock. I was like twenty, like fifty four seconds. Yeah, actually. fifty four seconds. It was like, oh my, this is a gift yeah. right here. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't like write anything ahead of time. Um, yeah, that, sometimes that greatness it. just writes itself. Yeah. And and you can keep rolling with that joke. I made another joke about it, and um, it'll until they tell me it's old and it's not funny anymore. Uh, I'll just keep going with well, it. Well, I think as long as Lane Kiffin's coaching at Ole Miss, you're going to be able to ride that one. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that golf ball is not going anywhere. There is there is a lot of potential every week. Him at Ole Miss, Leach at uh, Mississippi State. His his uh, Halloween candy rant yes. was top notch. Yes. Have you all seen the video of him playing volleyball yet? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Gotta take them flip flops off. Yeah. First. They stepped <laughs> I, on the court. I was like, he, only he would wear just flip flops real kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably wore them to practice that day. Oh, for, for sure. being honest. For sure. Locked a kid in a trailer <laughs> and then rolled over there to the volleyball court. But you can roll with the Tennessee fans for a pretty good while. And I really wanted, I, I felt bad because every time we made a college football joke on this other thing, I always made it on Tennessee just yeah. because I personally hate Tennessee. Yeah. Um, easy and target. It's a very easy target. And they would, and they were getting so in depth with their like. I know Matt wrote this sketch. I don't know why he hates Tennessee so much. <laughs> I wish he would just like we're just normal people. Leave us alone. So for for roll call, I was like, I'm gonna try to find a new scapegoat that nobody ever defends, and it's Missouri. Missouri, yeah. No, and even Missouri fans are just like, yeah, we no, suck. Yeah, this is it. So that's been they've been an easy target. Send and, us back to the Big Twelve so we can at least qualify for a bowl. Yeah, and they are you know incredibly disappointing this year in all sports. They're mm-hmm. not very good at baseball. No. They used to be a basketball powerhouse, and uh, that been, was why they got their SEC yeah, bid. They've been terrible yeah. since mm-hmm. they here lately. Uh, and football, they were kind of good when they joined, but I think it was just taking advantage of a weak East. And yeah. now, and then they made that joke at Georgia, and I feel like that was when everything just kind of turned yeah. on them. Yeah. Now nobody cares. I forget yeah. they're in the SEC sometimes. Yeah. They're just terrible. I wish they go away. Every time they'll zoom in on a Tennessee fan, now like <clears throat> you're gonna be able to make a joke. Like at the Alabama game, this guy was holding up a boot when he was like yeah. WTF. Somebody posted a screenshot of it. It's like captioned this, and, I was, and all I said was no mustard. Boot it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. Something's getting slung on this field tonight. Yes. But, I mean, the fan, like, zooming in on the fans, I mean, that'll constantly give you something to feed off of, too. Yeah. Like the, the LSU chick, where they zoomed in where she was just staring at the oh the, yeah the camera. She knew it. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. yeah. She understood the You saw, you saw this guy, Cam, coming at you. Oh, and yeah. Just, she said, I'll be a meme tomorrow. Yes. And that's what I think they had an interview with her, and she said that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. She was trying yeah. to, like, make a meme. Because uh, I remember making a joke when that happened, and somebody was like, She's just a good college kid in a game. I was like, She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She stared that camera down for 30 seconds. Yeah. So, what's the thought process when you're writing these skits on Sunday mornings? Like, how do you channel how fans probably feel with a comedic side? Um, it, very Well, it starts with me watching all the games, seeing if I like can pull something, or watching the recaps of the games. Um, and, um, and then just kind of getting a pulse from the fans, definitely check out like Twitter, Reddit, like how, what are the fans saying about the game? Like, how do they pretty much feel? Um, you know, and it's pretty much, you, you, you've got several groups. You've got the always disappointed. Like I just ha- hate everything. I wish the season would just end or restart for us. You know, like the South Carolinas, the Vandies, uh, Arkansas is, is in that camp. Yeah. Florida's in that camp now. You've got the, like, you know, we've got a shot at this if we don't screw up. And, you know, the Alabama's, Texas A&M is in that camp now. Um, so, it's just kind of just kind of gauging the reaction on social media yeah. uh, and seeing what they're saying um, is, is, is really where I start every week. You're an Alabama fan, right? I am actually a Florida fan. Uh, why I, yeah. I feel like I knew that. I, I grew like up a Florida fan. I feel like... But I have really, in the last like five years, become a little detached because I. Dan Mullen will do that so, too. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get so upset when we lose a game, and it would ruin my weekend. And my wife would say that she was like, "Dude, I hope Florida doesn't lose because you're just going to be in a bad mood." Yeah. And uh, that kind of got to me. I was like, I shouldn't let. Like, I have no. I I can't control this game. I got to stop letting things that I can't control, uh, you know, affect my like mental health. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So mm-hmm. I have. Uh, so I, I watch them. Like I'm going to root for. I hope they win every game they're in. Um, but I do like to see the home team do well. I usually like to see Auburn do well, unless the fans are being annoying. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Um, Whoa. They're like the Alabama I, fans get Alabama fans problem is that they're too cocky. Um, but they have calmed down over the years, but in the like early Saban era, it was unbearable. Yeah. 10 to like 14 was the worst time for Alabama. Yes. Fans, I feel like. It was unbearable <laughs> and I hated it. Uh, but then Auburn fans were extremely tolerable during that time. Felt bad for them. Uh, but now it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes they just get whiny. Oh, you should, uh, you should definitely check out Auburn Twitter. Just, just, find Oh, well, like- Yeah. It is. It's an absolute gold mine right now since Harson won't speak on his vaccine status. Yes. So it's Auburn fans versus Auburn beat writers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes. golly, they are just up in arms. Yeah, uh, Auburn. Auburn's pretty. Is uh, I feel bad for Auburn sometimes, and then they make me, you know, regret ever feeling yeah. anything other than hate towards them. Um, but uh, but yeah, now now. Uh, my niece is in the band at UAB, so I've been going to games there, uh, and I kind of like find myself rooting for UAB a lot. And we, we, see, I'm already attached to them. <laughs> uh, like a terrible call cost the game against Rice, and we were leaving, and I was like, I told my wife, I was like, something's, I'm getting attached to this team, and yeah. I feel very upset that we just <laughs> lost this game, and I have to stop. It's just the curse of a new stadium. You get a new flashy stadium. One and two, one and two in the new stadium now. <clears throat> How is the new stadium? It is, it is it is much nicer than Legion Field. Yeah, makes sense. This time hope. around was much better. The opener um, was, you know, packed. It's a new stadium. You got a lot of kinks to work out. Everybody that was working in there, concession stand line took like an hour. What's the parking situation? Um, great. Really? Great. Okay. Well, if you get the season parking makes sense. across the street from the BJCC. But even if you don't, you could park on that deck. On There's a parking lot on top of it, which is where the – Old Social Security building that's now the D- Jefferson County DHR office. They park there mm. for like ten dollars or twenty dollars, oh. and it is a it is a two block walk. I, was, I had a cousin that said they were coming through there on Saturday in the uh, the parking garage right there off the interstate. Yeah, said people were just tailgating up there, had grills it's and awesome. everything set up, and I was like, God, that sounds so perfect. It's great. It. I really hope Birmingham. I was hoping the crowd would be better for the Rice game, but it's the middle of the day, and I was yeah. hoping well, I've been playing at night, so maybe people come out in the afternoon and then go home. Um, I, I think I don't think that there are any Thursday games on the schedule or Friday games. I, they need to get some of those on the uh, schedule. I don't know if it's – actually, I think it's an away game now that I think about it. On a Thursday it. night? A Friday. Friday. I think it's the 24th yeah. of November. I was I, I, I really wanted to see the stadium packed out for the opener. It was a good crowd, but it wasn't packed. Um, but I hope Birmingham shows up to support it because it's a, it's cool, it's a cool spot. It's a good stadium. I mean, it's, there's, no, there's no flashy bells and whistles, yeah. but it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's good to support like the home college football team. I'm gl- I'm glad to see that area kind of booming. Oh, yeah. right now because you know when Uptown got put in there, you're like, oh, this is about to blow up. Yeah, and then obviously like it takes time for progress to happen. I think after two, the Pel- <coughs> the Pelicans establishes G League team. That's going to help it next season. Yeah, because that's going to bring mm-hmm. people in. Yeah, so I'm excited about the renovations. Yeah, to the arena. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. I mean, oh, just look, the outside. I was say, the outside looks there. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so inside, uh, hopefully, looks good, and they're going to start doing some stuff in there. I drove by it <clears throat> from work this morning because I work at St. Vincent's. So yeah, I have to pass it, and now they've got like a lot around the top of it. 
and you can see into like the, I guess plaza. That's the fancy word for it. Like you can see, you can see them all in there working and stuff, and they look like little bee ants from the interstate. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're like this. The BJCC is gonna excel now. Yeah, and I like I like seeing like I love Birmingham. You know, some of the best restaurants are in Birmingham. Oh yeah, and I feel like the stadium is gonna help out Top Golf and et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I was asking how it was because I really, I want to go. May not be this year, obviously. Yeah. Since football season's like you got two more home games. Yeah. Rough shot chance right there. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm booked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do they have they have like a beer garden in there? If they do, I haven't found it yet. That was the thing is they were like they've got a ridiculous number of beers on tap, different beers. Um, but it's like every little concession stand they think they have, and the whole concourse is just like one after another. But the beers they have on tap changes with each one. So it's kind of like, oh, if you're looking for, like, you know, this Sweetwater one, you've got to go opposite end of the stadium or something. There's not <laughs> yeah. a central area that yeah. I have found yet in there where it's, like, all of them are on tap right here. you got to get the uh, season ticket suites. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it disappoints me. Every time I go to any sports game, any sports ball, place mm-hmm. um where they've got Their team the yeah rooting for the teams uh anytime they've got suites and they're never like open like you've got a few that are closed down like nobody's using the suite <laughs> or seats behind home plate which you know belong to the big like the big sponsors uh for the state people probably who like you know corporate, naming rights for stadium. it's corporate seats yeah, for yeah. sure 100 percent, and they're not being used mm-hmm. i hate that if I was president uh, of the Americas, okay. um, <laughs> thought you meant Alabama, but yeah, go on. No, president of the world. Dream big. I would say, listen, here's how th- th- this is the new law. This is it. First day in office. Uh, stadiums, of course, that belongs to the corporate donors or whatever until um, you know third inning of a baseball game or the end of the first quarter. Then it's fair game. That's open, that's open it up, admission. and it's uh, whoever gets it first to yours. Yep. That's it. Like what a it. waste. I hate looking up or watching a baseball game and seeing empty seats so behind home plate. I am notorious for going to sporting events before purchasing a ticket. Mm-hmm. Getting a ticket once I get there, either by, hey, bud, got Whatever one extra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, this ticket could be upper deck, nosebleeds, very top of the stadium. Guaranteed you will find me somewhere in the lower bowl midway up because somebody's just abandoned this location and I'm going to camp out here until they come back. hundred percent. That's the, I, I can tell you how many games I've gone to where you, you start, you get the cheapest tickets possible. Yep. Free. Great. Um, and then eyeball some open seats. That's it. Keep your eyes on them. And if they're still open after like a, a quarter or two, let's go for That's it. Your seat. What's the worst that happens to you? The usher says, go back to your seat. Yep. Exactly. Then I'll try another section. Exactly. There's only one usher that section, baby. You can't stop me. I'm, I'm, you're not here. I'm running for president of the Americas. <laughs> yeah. I'm unstoppable. Appreciate sure how we made it through our whole Atlanta trip. That's what I was gonna say. That 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 weekend at the TED was just. We had tickets for one game. It was a three game home stretch. Yeah. We went to all three, and we had fantastic seats for all three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The only game we had actual tickets for. The only unfavorable thing in our way was we were right in the sun the whole time and it was a hundred degrees yeah that uh if you wanted to stay out of the sun on the ted from what i remember you need to be in the very back of like the 100 level Mm -hmm. or in those like 
three hundred level weird seats. Yeah, yeah. That had the concourse that was air conditioned. That was actually kind of nice. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, it just looked like at any point you could fall exactly. face first. Exactly. It was not great level. seats, yeah. but yeah, it was. You weren't going to die in July. So, in other words, you should just throw in a positive every week UAB message. They might throw you something. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. I don't even know hey. who has switched to the UAB game. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> well, I, who has those seats. Let me tell you, my wife got an email in February because she works for the hospital mm-hmm. about, hey, we're going to do, you know, like um, health care appreciation or something like that. So if you want to purchase season tickets in the suite, it was going to be like X amount of dollars. Incredibly cheap. Like, yeah. Way cheaper than they should have been. Yeah. I didn't hear about it. Till the second week of football mm-hmm. season, when I was like, I'd actually like to go to a UAB game just to check out the new stadium. And, she, and she's like, Oh, yeah, I got an email uh, not that long ago. Pulls it up, it was from February. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, babe? Those seats are gone. Yeah. That price is out the window. Now. I, I give it some time. Uh, they're probably security's a little heightened in the new stadium, but I feel like then you could probably just walk in, take that empty one. Yeah. I, I've almost gotten a suite at the Barons game one time. Um, <laughs> Just because there's one dude watching us. If you distract him, you're good. You're yeah. in. Um, and a UAB game is where, in high school, is where I met Lee Corso and Kirk Street because we just went around. We we knew back through this door is the press area. So if we just hung around here long enough, they'd come out. And sure yeah. enough, they did. And there was absolutely zero security. <laughs> Those guys busted open that door. And then here is, like, five like high school kids, like, just going nuts to meet, you know, Lee Corso. Um and they were really nice about it too. They could have just said, yeah, you know, more, yelled yeah. at, yelled for security, and um, Kirk probably could have thrown a mean right and took several of us out. But <laughs> yeah, high school, this is what five, six years ago. For, for me, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Kirk still had it in him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it is fifteen years ago. So, uh, the YouTube channel. Have you stayed busy through? the thing we shall not name what's kept you creative through all that that's luckily that has been i mean we really like at the very beginning of it was was a was pretty huge for us we had some of the best months ever for like viewership because people are just sitting at home with nothing to do so those march views on videos just like skyrocket the problem we had though working for the company is that they want you to follow these covid safety protocols so you can't really get together to shoot stuff so we did a lot of like zoom sketches which was okay at first and then it just got really old um because there's only so much you can do like you don't want to like pretend you're not doing this thing on zoom everybody's in a separate like house filming this thing <laughs> so we try to get creative uh so that was a little bit of a challenge and especially when you want to do like it's hard not to talk about covid and what was going on but you need to find a way for it to be funny yeah and it's hard sometimes for it to be funny when it was at its worst um and you don't want to say anything like you don't know how bad it was going to get so you're just like laughing at it and then the world's going to end in december like you have no idea what's going to happen um so uh it was a challenge at times but you know we were lucky to have you know an audience that was hungry you know more hungry than ever for some kind of content to watch while they're at home so um so that was a blessing but um but it's now that we're out of that stage it's been it's been much easier. I feel like those times is where you find out how creative you can actually get and stretch out your actual guns. Like it shows what you're actually made of. Cause I can, I can imagine like if we did a podcast over zoom, that's why I like almost refuse to do one just because like, I like people being right here in front of me. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I feel like that's where I'm able to pull the best out of them and myself. So it carries genuine conversation yeah. when you're sitting there face to face with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if things get glitchy on the internet, like, no. yeah. And you don't know what distractions they're working with at home or what distractions you might run across. Cause yeah. if you have spectrum, the wind blows a certain way, it's, it goes out. Hang it up. It's gone for about three minutes. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I had one interview where on a podcast where, uh, the guy was just going, just, I mean, he was on a topic and like halfway through, like it, like started doing the weird internet distortion thing. Cause all of my interviews have been on, um, on Squadcast, and which is pretty good until it's not. And yeah. then it's just, <laughs> just trash. And it, he just kept going. And of course he ended with a question. You're like, I'm sorry, man. I did not hear a word you just said. You sounded like a robot going through a meat grinder. Yeah. So we're going to have to start over again. So that makes that just very frustrating. Um, yeah, for face to face is 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 the way to do it, and luckily we've been doing that back to doing that for a while. Has Zoom and it's not. I'm very tired of internet. Yeah, meetings. So with it's a southern thing now that y'all are back together. What uh what goes into the writing process? Like how do y'all decide what kind of topic or what you're gonna hit on for that certain skit? We uh we meet about once a week to kind of go over different ideas. We we talk about what what like holidays, current events are coming up that we might want to do something related to that. Um, if we have absolutely nothing banged, it'll just be like an idea idea spree, and we just throw a bunch out there. And one of those things might be made pretty soon. Sometimes they just get banked, and we revisit that idea for the next like four years because that that definitely happens. Um, uh, sometimes we'll sit down like the last sketch we just did, which was um the South auditioning for the role of fall was like, we sat down <laughs> and talked great. about what are some jokes that we can hit in this one. And then I went out and wrote the sketch. Um, the other way we do it is if just like one of us, you know, there's, I'm one of the main writers, Mary Patterson broom and Adam Schwartz has written some too. Um, sometimes we'll just get an idea and then we'll write it. And for me, that usually comes at like two in the morning. Yeah. Um, like Naturally. the yeah uh like the the one before that one where you don't want to take a phone call like you don't want to make a you're afraid to, somebody who's afraid to make a phone call they much rather text than call <laughs> yeah. so yeah. there was an incident where they need to call 911 they're like well, what if i text 911 i don't really want to call anybody <laughs> so that was like a 2 a.m sketch that was just like that seems like the perfect time to write that sketch though absolutely yeah yeah there's definitely you know, you're in a weird mental state yep. um, for reasons uh, we don't want to talk about on the podcast. So you're just like, yeah, like, this is a great idea. And then you're just like typing it out like crazy. And you, the next morning you read it and you're like, hopefully this is good. I remember I wrote this. Let's check it. And you're like, all right, this what? is not, this is not bad. Not bad. I'm going to tweak this. It's definitely for a certain type of person. It's not, you know, for everybody, but yeah, but it is, uh, those are, those are fun. I like doing the frantic. I find myself writing a lot more sketches lately where it is uh, in a rhythm where it just builds to like two people almost yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed writing that type of dialogue lately. That's like my best podcast ideas come when I can't sleep. Oh so yeah. I'm tossing and turning. So I'm planning like the next three months in advance. Yeah. I am unfortunately much to my detriment. I am very much a uh, last minute. I need to have the pressure on me and I am not a outliner like writer. I like to have more of a natural flow. Like I, I like to have an idea of where the sketch begins and where it should end, but I don't have like a path already in my head or written out to where it's going to get there. Like yeah. I just kind of let the dialogue naturally take it there. Um, so that can be very frustrating sometimes. I wish I was the opposite. I wish I was a planner 
um, but I think that's organized what, human being. I think that's what makes that's it all so good. Yeah. Though. It's it's just organic. Yeah, you don't you you can watch your videos and be like, that's not forced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of YouTubers these days, like you can tell it's forced. But when I watch anything you guys do, it's like you know what these people are probably kind of making fun of yourself. First off, yeah. you have to yeah. in the south. <clears throat> just like with the fall video, but the best ideas aren't forced. Yeah. And when it comes to content creation, I think a lot of people need to understand, like you can't sit around for hours and hours and hours trying to beat yourself over the head with this one idea yeah. and not letting it flow. I, I, I spent uh, a while, a, a large part of my career doing that. And you're not going to get anywhere. The ideas come to you when you're not trying to think about them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I I don't I try not to do that like scheduled brainstorm time. Um, I'll just know that it, when it comes, I need to drop everything and do that. And yeah. so it leads to a lot of notes on your phone full of yeah. ideas that you know may or may not ever get made. But it's uh, it's nice to go back and find those notes two years later when you're in like a dry spell and you're like, oh crap, there's a yeah. gold mine in here. It's like you said, you, know, you perform best when that pressure you're like down to the last minute. But if you were to set it up, we're like, all right, you know what? From three thirty to five thirty every Wednesday and Friday, that's going to be my creative time. You know, during that two hour stretch, it's like, all right, well, this is where I have to be funny. It's a completely different type of pressure, and right. I would never be able to get anything done. No, 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 no. That's like when we were talking about before we started recording. <clears throat> how I used to like send. I told you I was going to send you bullet points, and I was like, you know what? No. Just probably shouldn't. Let's just let a natural conversation happen because sometimes people just answer questions yes or no. Yeah. And then you're sitting here like, how can I make them elaborate? Yeah, you know, was it difficult coming up with that idea? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, right, so good deal. when you typically <laughs> struggle with... You would have never wrote down a bullet point to like how to break into um, one of the skyboxes. At... No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... The best ideas come naturally. Just yeah. let them flow. And the good thing is now we have our phones where we can just pull out notes, type it in, like you said. But when <clears throat> the pandemic, I said there it is. Yeah. Well, we've all said it, so, you know. Right. I haven't. Yeah, I think he did. I you. said the COVID thing. Okay. I, don't, I don't recall Which is saying basically that. That's the C word. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> when all that hit, did you kind of worry about your future in content creation? Like for... For the year, like, I don't know how long this is going to keep me from doing what I love. Um, I don't think so. I felt pretty <clears throat> secure uh, in what we were doing just because I saw the numbers of it going up. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about kind of where content creation for the Internet is at right now is that there's, you know, it used to be just YouTube was the only place that you could get monetization and make money off. Like, I don't have to worry about finding a sponsor for this. They're going to put the ads in it, and I'm going to make some money off of it. You know, Facebook started doing that about two years ago. So now you've got two platforms you can do that at. Um, so that is a large portion of kind of the revenue that comes in on its southern thing. And for me, when I do it for myself. So I knew. So I, I doubled down on then. I need to get those streams open up for myself, too, not just for the company I work for. So that was that was a big goal for me in 2020 um so 
I guess I just doubled down on things I knew. This is going to work. This seems to be steady. I need to like focus on this. Right. Um, you know, because then corporate world of sponsorships was in flux because, you know, the market was was nuts and nobody was spending money because they didn't know if they were going to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems much more steady now. Like they're the market's doing really good. There's just no goods to buy. It's right. just a really weird place right now. Um, but uh, but no, that was it. It was just like double down on what's working. Um. So that's that was kind of the mo, and and that's been that's been kind of the mo ever since. Still, yeah. I can't. Un- I I told everybody. I'll tell everybody. Like, I couldn't have started this at a worse time, but luckily, I was like learning the editing process, so I just stacked and stacked and stacked episodes. Yeah. Like when I released yours, I was like two months after we recorded. Oh it. yeah. So I was like, you know, like it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I'm learning this at this time. That way now when things are kind of in the rear view, you can move a little quicker, process things a little quicker, and understand what you need to do a little quicker. So with like content creation, a lot of people don't understand is it takes it takes time, but sometimes it doesn't take time. The best the best. That was the most Joe Buck comment I've ever heard in my entire life. A booger McFarland right there. Yeah. Jeez. Like, the, be- the best things come on a whim. You get what I'm saying? That, that was and, better. Okay. Yeah. The best things come on a whim, and I've learned, like, I can't. I don't need to write out podcast episodes anymore. Yeah. No. And no. with TikTok now, like, you can just pick up your phone and make something that's going to get a shit ton of views. Yeah. Or likes. I don't know. How, do, how does TikTok function? Is it likes or views that matter? Um, I think views. Well, really, at the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, views really matter. Um, they put a lot of emphasis on likes, but I don't really know why because that seems to be trending away on all the other platforms. Like Instagram flirts with taking it away completely mm-hmm. and gives you the option to hide your likes when you post stuff. Um, but the views, then followers. And then likes. I've never had a company that was interested in like sponsorship that was like, we hope this gets a lot of likes. Yeah, they're more in, like overall engagement. Like mm-hmm. comments is are just as valuable as likes. That's so. what I feel. Like I always, I don't look at how many people saw our post. It's the engagements and the reach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shares, comments, likes—they're all lumped in engagement. I've never seen anybody want to break down of that to know exactly how many likes yeah. you had. It's it's. It's when you get in the nitty gritty social media manager world, it's it's all just engagement. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, the one thing I want definitely want to hit on is now that we're kind of in the review of everything, how do you start kind of getting back relatable to life's back to normal? Since some things definitely peaked in twenty twenty, you're like, how can I carry this peak on through the rest of the time? How do I keep my content fresh? It just it's all about finding something new. I think with SEC roll call, it's something that I hadn't done before. Um, you still want to get stale. I mean, that's kind of the one thing that I want to do with my TikTok is that one one thing they would tell you, and people will still tell you that to really like blow up your your TikTok is to find your niche and then like run with it. And I see a lot of creators do that, um, and they will explode. Like they'll find they'll find their lane and they'll stay in it. But I worry about like are you are you, are you what, what happens when you don't want to do this in a year from now or two years from now like what if what if um you sign a boxing deal with one of the Paul brothers and yeah just get paid <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> uh that'd be a great in game but but like 
also, does this work outside of this platform? Like, can you do this on YouTube? Probably not. Probably just TikTok audience. So, um, so for me, it's about like, all right, find something fresh, keep it up. Like, I'm probably it means I'm going to grow like slower as far as followers go. But I think that I build a more loyal group right. that way because they'll like me and the style of humor and not necessarily this type of content I'm doing. Oh, I just like, you know, country music. So I follow this guy, you know, he's just one of several, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't stand out from the crowd. I'm just another country music, TikTok guy. <laughs> so, um, that's, I like the nice. people that this one guy, he like dyes his hair green and like paints his face like the Joker. I'm sure you've seen him. He literally gets, got famous off one like sound. On TikTok. Yeah. And that's all he uses. He just uses it over and over again. Just different places. Multiple videos. So it's like, that's the beautiful thing about TikTok is, like you said, you find that lane, you ride that stuff. I mean, there are different levels of like niche. Like there's, you know, the guys that do like one dance, the same dance over and over in different settings. Mm -hmm. And it's like that for sure is not sustainable for a very long time. That dude, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. steaming hot syrup on waffles. <laughs> I am hot syrup. Who does that? It looked like it was legitimately going to burn through yes. it. Yeah. Who who wants their like syrup to burn their no. mouth? No. He, he had like a pile of hot dogs and just poured like nacho cheese What's on wrong it? with the the like room temperature and Jemima bottle out of the pantry? Thank you. Because that's what I've been living off of my entire <laughs> exactly. life. Yeah. Didn't know that I need to boil it first no. before I pour it on my pancakes. You don't. You don't. Okay. I'll go ahead and tell you. Yeah, that guy. And then, yeah, it does his little thing. But like, so that is like the super niche. Is like, is that, do you want to do this forever? Because that's what you built your audience doing. And I watch these guys. I go back to them after they start trying to branch out. And well, the thing that kills me, because this is just like something you have to deal with is their audience will get tired of them doing that, and they'll yell at them, do something different. Are you going to do this forever? And then they do, and they don't support that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and these guys have, like, a crisis um, <laughs> yeah. because they have, like, some of them have quit their jobs, or they've, like, all right, I'm, this is going to be my future. All right, this is it now. Um, and it's a, it's it's rough. Um, but, like, people don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear, like, a creator's having a mental breakdown. They're like, hey, you got hey, be funny. job in the world. You guys funny. Just yeah, mean to shut me. up. This is an easy job, and it really is. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I don't want to be ever in like like that little niche. Like I don't want to be the SEC roll call guy because then it's like, shit. That's all you got. <laughs> You're you hot got for a quarter for, of the year. Yeah, you got nothing for the rest of the year. The other nine months. So January's over. See so y'all in August. <laughs> exactly. So you know, got to keep throwing out all the other stuff. So keep it keep it fresh. Keep trying to find something new, a new lane. Uh, and just be true to yourself. Don't try to be anybody you're not, really, because can't keep that up forever. I think that's what I like about your style of comedy, though, is like you can relate to multiple things, especially with us Southerners. Yeah, like the the bless your ranks, and I I watch I watch so many on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah, like I'm just <laughs> there'll be nights at work. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna see what Matt's got on. Oh, he doesn't have anything. No, nope. we'll watch this one. Yeah, sweet tea it is. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> they're fun. They're fun to do. Um, uh, I have definitely on editing my own stuff. I've learned to be better at doing those, not to ramble on for so long because editing, like it used to be, those episodes I would ramble on for about an hour and a half, and the editor would it would take them like two solid weeks to edit that <laughs> video to get it out, and it's just a lot of work. So I try to be a little more concise, um, but. Uh, but yeah, those are those are a lot of fun to do. As long as we can think of something to rank, that'll that'll still be around, yeah. hopefully. 
Seven year old gave you an idea tonight. Yeah. So as long as he keeps watching them until he's like in his thirties, I can retire. So we're good. We're gonna start well, making well, those at home. Well, listen, no, now now I need the syrup ranking. You got to go room temperature, refrigerated, and boiling hot. I have never like that's a good one. Is like just syrup because I have never like I've been in Jemima my entire life. Yeah. And there are other ones. Yeah. There's like a log cabin one or something. The the, uh, the Canadian maple. I don't know what it. it the jar looks like a maple leaf. Yeah, and it's like 100% yeah, that's, from that's Canada. That's legit. Yeah. Yes. See, that stuff that we, like the, the Aunt Mama is just like corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not even, like they, they scoff at us up north mm-hmm. oh, because 100%. that is something that we use. I remember when you showed me. They're scraping it off the trees up there yeah. straight onto the, yeah, they're up there, the uh, yeah. crepes. Eating a tree with their yeah. pancake. The last time you, you showed me eclipse of like in between cuts of like you just ranting mm. about stuff. And I was like, Whew. yeah. Editing podcasts are tough. I can't imagine editing a video yeah. that way. So I can't imagine the hours they put into that. Yeah, it. Um, there's so many things. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> um, especially like if I start, like if I don't leave enough space in between sentences, and that first sentence is not really usable, but they want something out of the second, and then I've like run my words together with my mush mouth, <laughs> and, and it's, yeah, it's just awful. That's the unfortunate thing about ADHD with me is. When I'm editing, I'm like, mm, this part needs to be cut out for like legal purposes or personal purposes. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I really ran that sentence together. This is not going to sound right. So right. you're like, now i got to cut out an extra three minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that happens. That happens a lot. I hate myself. Speaking of that, we'll go ahead and work on this segment. Your podcast. You started a podcast. Yes. And quickly ended it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you how did you find that like the editing process and you obviously like you can conversate pretty well. Yeah, the editing part um was a nightmare. Uh I got some tips from you uh and then I just hired someone to do it for me. Uh because I was like Much I'm respect. never going to be good at this. Uh I can be decent at this, but it will never sound great. Like, I never have this audio cleaned up mm-hmm. really well. So, uh, I have someone named Heather that she works in radio. Uh, so, she has spent a lifetime of editing sound. So, she can clean it up and make it really nice. Um, I really enjoy doing them. I wanted it to be a different guest every week. I really enjoy those type of podcasts. Um, and because you just get all types of people coming in there. You learn all different things every week. Um, it's just difficult to, like, coordinate schedules and figure that out. So, um Hooting and hollering. We'll come back at some point, but I'm thinking of changing it to like just regular, the same hosts every week. Yeah. And we just have a different topic every time. When when I was talking, helping Matt with cleaning up some stuff, he was like, man, this is freaking nightmare. All I said was, okay, now you know why it took me three months to edit our episode when I was just learning. (laughs) Yeah. It, it it's awful and i would throw it into audacity on the laptop and it would crash every time just because i was doing this one and i would be right one of the things at the very end it would want it to crash on me and then i'd go back and do the same thing with something some bug or something when i want to do the one thing with like a music fade out to end the episode it would it would screw up and that was the point i about threw the laptop out the window <laughs> and looked in to find somebody else but luckily heather reached out to me wanted you know ask if i was interested uh like absolutely like i don't know like if she was bugging my phone or something she knew <laughs> she could sense maybe the desperation in my voice of the last episode that i needed help so the ultimate sadness though is when you completely lose an episode 
Oh gosh. Uh, Shane uh, on Pardon My Southern, we recorded a whole like two hour episode. And I went to oh, open it up yeah. to edit it and Matt mix and master it. It's all was corrupted. It's a good episode too. Got we, deep in here. We lost a whole episode of Bless Your Rank. Oh no. The barbecue sauce episode. Oh. Is the one you see is the second one. We filmed one before that. Um, and the whole thing was the file was corrupted on one of the cameras. Uh, I think it's not even we have two cameras set up, and I think it was the the second camera, which is the side profile, which is the one you use for like five percent of the footage. <laughs> so it was like we can't make a whole episode out of the side profile of me. Uh, it's like you're observing Matt through a window as yeah. he ranks. Um, so we had to reshoot the entire to go get more sauce, and but it was interesting is that we actually. Um, it's so weird because I did a last minute sub. I didn't use the same uh, lineup. I switched. We had Stubbs in the very first one, which is the one that people were going nuts for uh-huh. when we did the second episode because I replaced it with Pioneer Woman Barbecue Sauce, which ended up being a lot funnier because that stuff was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Stubbs was the one. It, I, I, it didn't win, and I remember remarking that this is a different type of sauce. Yeah. Like This is a legit barbecue sauce. Yeah. The, the, the Sweet Baby Ray's as good as it is, and Cattleman's, um, Casey Masterpiece, as great as they are, it's not like if you had like your great pulled yeah. pork, I'm not going to put that yeah. on it. No. Like that kind of ruins it. Mm-hmm. Like you want homemade, legit barbecue sauce for it. So, and Stubbs tasted like that. Uh, so I wanted that that thick commercial. Yeah. I call it barbecue dipping sauce. Like yeah. This stuff is made for dipping chicken fingers in. I like that. Not yeah. for pouring it on like really well smoked pulled pork or anything. If you're in I a like pinch that. and just want like a Southwest, I'm using air quotes, burger when I cook burgers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. great for burgers. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You don't want to put like that runny, like red green top barbecue sauce yeah. on a burger. No. Like it's not going to taste good. So I go, I go Cattleman's on burgers. Cattleman's, so we're all Cattleman's is there. good. Cattleman's it, on a burger. Yeah. It's a good sauce. So when you. When that failed, did you feel like I should probably shelf this for a little bit and revisit it so it doesn't feel rehearsed or I haven't made my mind up? No, not at all. Because yeah. every time we finish shooting one, I think this is the worst episode ever. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> every time we wrap on a bless your rank, I think, well, this is it. This is the one that absolutely bombs and nobody wants to watch them anymore. Um, <laughs> because I have just rambled nonstop and, uh, in a room with one other person that might laugh at like half the jokes. So, you know, it's never, it's never good. You're, yeah. you're, it's all new. It's like you're doing stand-up with new material every single time. Like, I don't know if any of it's going to work. I'm just trying to come up with stuff on the spot, and I hope some of it sticks. Right. So, it's not like, it's not a great feeling. Like, you're just throwing jokes out to nobody. You just hope when the video is done, people react positively to it. Yeah. That's like the episode that we lost. We've shelved it for for the foreseeable future. That's what I was going to ask uh, <clears throat> after your barbecue sauce when y'all lost that one. How long did y'all wait before you came back to it? Probably, it was within a month. Okay. For sure. I want to say it was just like two weeks. Okay. It wasn't long. Yeah. Still fresh on your mind. Yeah. We shot We shot two back. We shot the seltzer rank and then the barbecue that we lost either on the same day or on back-to-back days, I think, because I don't like to shoot two on the same day. Yeah, um, not... Especially not with what you're ranking. No, no, not food. No, yeah. um, but uh, I think yeah. So it was. I think we took like a two week break and then went back and redid the barbecue sauce. So. Yeah. So it'll eventually we'll eventually revisit that topic. Yeah. On part of my southern, but I texted him. I was like, guys, I just 
this whole episode is it's gone. gone. Yeah. I was like, I opened it up to edit it, and it ain't happening. No. So I told him, I was like, you know what? Just so it doesn't sound rehearsed, so like we had the same conversation a week ago. And the way we do part of my Southern, a little insider tip to everybody. Uh, like, I'll produce an episode. Like, I'll come up with the topic. Next episode, Shane will. Next episode, Juicy will. So it's like it's just a constant rotation. Yeah. Because this is all of our this it's our brainchild. Right. So you don't want one. There's no host. It's just us in here producing different topics. And that was when I produced. So I was like, you know what? We'll just run through the cycle again. And when it comes time to, we'll revisit this one. Yeah. Because it was deep, and we had a good conversation about it. It was religion based. Yeah. But I feel like we can get more personal. On part of my southern, yeah. Past the jar is about Walker County and the people that come from it and how they thrive in today's world, but it's just it's a different thing. Yeah, but with your podcast, how did you pull some of these guests? Just simple DMs? Did you slide in or? Oh yeah, one hundred percent DMs. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that wasn't, but um, I mean, there's been a couple like, um. Talia that's in with with us on its southern thing, Eunice Elliot that does its southern thing stuff with us. I mean that was just like asking them like you know when I saw them, they're interested. The biggest episode the most listened to is James Band, and that's just I just sent him a Twitter DM. That's it. Um, yeah. And and which is how I've reached out to him every time we've ever wanted to do something. We've done. He's been in. He's been in one. It's a southern thing video, and then we shot in the newsroom. I just needed, you know, his permission to come over there and do it. And he hung out with us the whole time. Kind of felt bad that we didn't have a role for him. He was just standing in the background talking. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was like, what point? It was like, we need he needs to stop talking so we can film. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he's just an extremely nice guy. And we have asked him to do very weird things. And he has never told us no. Yeah. Um, so I would like to just, you know, find the limit there. See what he will tell us no to. But that was just a simple cinema DM on Twitter. It gets back to me within like five minutes. That's awesome. The man lives on his phone. Yeah. Constantly. Um, but yeah, every, everybody has I been. checks out if you've watched his new uh, weathercast. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is my favorite moment when he accidentally leaves like the, like the, the, what do they call it? it it's like a preview of a message. Yeah. And it kept, he's, he's, he's got, he's sharing his screen on his laptop. He can't turn the, the notifications TV, off. The notifications are coming in and you're getting at least the first like 10 words of a message yeah. and you're just waiting like. There's a delay. There's a delay. So if he stays on here for about two minutes, we're going to start getting the audience that knows my message could be on TV. Yep. And it gets wild. Yeah. I love when he shares like the videos and like warning strong language. You're like, oh, that's probably how I'd react in that video. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I, if, if I am like uh, run off the road by a tornado, I'm inventing new cuss words. <laughs> for sure. Uh, to be honest, though, uh, I love I love James Pan's episode on your podcast, but and I'm blanking on the name, so you're gonna have to remind me. The guy that wrote all these country songs, Chris Wallen. Yes. Any relation <laughs> to who? Morgan. Oh no, but but he um he told me that no. So there was an instant where someone thought he was Morgan Wallen's dad, and he told me that story, and that took me a second because I don't like I'm not a big Morgan Wallen fan. Less so in the last, like, year. We all have our flaws. Shane doesn't um, like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Shane's a communist, and Matt is flawed. Uh, Guess who's perfect? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just not... 
yeah. Anyway, but he's <laughs> he's not related at all. But he was yeah. telling a joke where people thought that he was uh, Morgan Wallen's dad when he was at some event. But he that was an interesting one. He had been following it's a southern thing, and I didn't know. And I do this monthly thing uh, in our newsletter for our subscribers on a southern thing called the Potluck. And I will just like write an article ranking different things, and I can I'll do usually not food stuff. It's a good opportunity for me to do just random rankings, and so that one was the worst, the five worst country love songs of the last ten years. And there's plenty to choose from. Yeah. Um. So I did just a little preview post on YouTube uh, on the community channel talking about that's coming up. If you want to see it, subscribe to the Potluck to get the newsletter. And he was one of the first people to comment saying, "I really hope one of my songs isn't on this list." <laughs> And I was like, holy crap. Yikes. Why is this guy? And then I was like, now let me double check and make sure one of his songs. And it wasn't. Because he only writes like country music gems. Yeah. Like don't blink. Um, and uh, so I reached out to him uh, like a couple weeks after that. And I was like, hey, man, first of all, this is crazy that you like our stuff. You want to be on a podcast with me that has a, an audience of five people? And he was all about it. And he's got his own podcast too he's in the marty ray project um he does that like i think they do new episodes every week yeah so but he's a super nice guy i mean one of the most down-to-earth guys and you're talking to like a country music legend and he doesn't even have any kind of ego i would couldn't even get the time of day for me if i was if i wrote those country music hits <laughs> i was sitting there like you know how when you're driving you just especially me with adhd like i disassociate real quick when i'm driving like i'm just whoop. But then I heard "Don't Blink" and automatically, like I started listening, like click back into reality. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap!" This dude wrote one of the best, yeah, songs of our generation. And I was like, "Okay, Matt, um, how do you do this?" So it's nice to be able to just ask slide you. in those DMs. Yeah, uh, that's it. And yeah, he's a super nice guy. Really, really nice guy. That would I'd I'd be a Degum Rhinestone Cowboy if I was him. I would. <laughs> I would not do interview requests at all. Uh, but he was really nice. Uh, he even wrote a little theme song for the Southern thing there at the end of the episode. Really? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's just reaching out to people. I'm surprised how many people are willing to do that. And I, and I get requests, and, um, you know, and I, I'll, try to, I'll try to do it. And they're always just, I can't believe you're willing. It's like, it takes like 30 minutes to do this. It's not, yeah. it's not hard. So I'm glad you're here. Well, this is different. You made me drive out here. You locked yeah. me in this room. <coughs> yeah. Um, it's very Sorry. different. You told me that I'll never see my wife and child again if I don't Sorry. do this episode. So this was a little different. I gave we you were going to turn the lights on, but we decided dark was probably better for the theme. It, it definitely heightens your your senses. Mm -hmm. um, there's some smells I can't quite <laughs> pick up. Um, and that's that, good. You won't be able to identify them. That yeah. drink I gave you, <sighs> see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like, it, it is simply reaching out and pass the jar is basically just Walker County based. And most of these people are willing to do it. Oh, Some yeah. people are like, yeah, my schedule, like our schedules obviously don't line up, but so if you're ever wanting to start a podcast, it's interview based. If you're not looking for a girlfriend, you're looking for a podcast guest, just go ahead and slide into the DMs. Do that, yeah. Because I mean, you know, look, or maybe I'm you'll just, get yeah. a girlfriend out of the podcast. Yeah. Maybe that should be the format of the podcast is will you be my girlfriend? And so every week it's an audition. There you go. Um, and you start the podcast podcast off with will you be my girlfriend? Obviously the answer is no. 
But you try to persuade him throughout the you episode. Spend the, I would listen to this. No doubt. Today's episode, we got Jessica in, uh, matched with her on Thursday. Today's Friday. This is the first time we've met, so uh, boyfriend, girlfriend? Absolutely not. All right, well, let's just conversate. Or just get, like, you have a line of guests after that, and you're just like, you're out next. <laughs> Who's up The next? old MTV show. Yes. <laughs> Which was a great show. Absolutely. Incredibly staged. But those 2000s MTV shows were gold. Do you know? Has, Room Raiders? Oh, oh yeah. dude. They come in there. There's like time. It'd be like always the second or third room. They're like, this looks pretty nasty. Time to pull out the, the black, black light. light. Time to she puts the gloves on and the black light. You're like, you don't know what you're doing with that <laughs> at all. No. Was the, was the one where they had to like sit in there with their person's parents while they went on other uh, dates. Blind, was it blind date not blind date oh, parental I, control yeah. parental control yes. yep that that was the most stage show of all time <laughs> let me tell you like watching like, it as like a 12 13 year old you're like oh this is crazy yeah, yeah. and then now that you're older you're like, holy shit yeah. How much? they got paid a hundred dollars just to do this terrible acting because let me tell you my least favorite people in this world are extras in movies <laughs> <laughs> they're those shows, they're so great. I, I can't... Parental Control, I think, is on that Paramount Plus. I think I saw it the other day because I completely forgot about it, but I haven't gone back to watch it yet. But um, I, I was searching for uh, Rune Raiders episodes on like YouTube a while back just because I need to see that... Is it as wild as I remember it being? <laughs> and yet, it's not as wild. It's, it's, it's incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. But somehow, it still you know, like held my attention. Next was great <laughs> just for... I love those moments of the dude steps off the bus. Yeah. And, and just it's like one step on the ground, and they're like, "You're yeah, out." Yep, you and your fancy tips. What uh, back on the bus? Oh my gosh, what a blow for your self esteem. <laughs> the ego has. I don't know how you recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I sp- I "You've got to do a complete one eighty on everything." And the dude you've tries done up to recover. He's like, "What?" And what you anyway? He's like, "Dude, you sat on that bus for three yeah. hours. <laughs> you had ample you, opportunities. Dude, I know you picked out that yeah. window. <laughs> you were looking. Yeah. You saw her. Yeah, absolutely. You saw the fluffer and said, "Let's go out and check this." Yeah. Oh my god! We grew up in a different generation. I don't know. Sure. I don't know what the kids watch now. What the no, kids these days? I, I have no clue. No. Well, Netflix. The they, only kid they don't watch TV. Really, yeah. the yeah. only kid in my house watches YouTube. So they just we we really got the the worst the television. It was like the last little like like burst of entertainment before the star like burned out. Like that was the end of TV. Yeah. Like internet took over after that. So this was like the last thing that TV could come up with to like catch your attention. It was the dumbest stuff possible, and we were we were hooked. Our age group definitely closed out with two a days. Yo, mama, to the uh, what was his name? Wow, who's Fez from uh, mm-hmm. Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah, there you go. Y'all remember that the Yo Mama show on MTV? No, people would just crack your mama jokes back and forth. Oh. Incre- like terrible, ju- yeah, show. terrible pun jokes just left and right. I forgot about that show. I remember two days, but we were in, I was in college, so I don't like. I remember it being on and catching a few episodes here and there, yeah. uh, just because it was Hoover and like you wanted to see it. Um, I remember that Yo Mama show, um, and then there was uh, Nick Cannon had the show Wild Now. Wild Now. It's still a thing. Yeah, they brought it back. Yeah, popping yeah. off now. And there was like that was like Mikey Day was on that back in the day. Yeah. Um, you're watching that now, you're like, hey, I know all these some of these guys. That's crazy. But there was some that that was quality entertainment. That that yeah. was good. You feel like any of that shaped your comedic form? I don't know about 
wilding out so much. Not there's not any particular like thing. I remember just being very entertained by it. SNL for me growing up was the thing um, that I, I loved. I watched the new episodes when they came out, and then um, I could catch reruns every day after school on E. They would play '90s SNL like t- like an hour, two hour block of it every day after school. So I would catch it then. Like the '90s stuff that I didn't get to watch growing up. Yeah. Um, when I was younger. So, but but a lot of that. I think, and I and I grew up watching like, like it was appointment TV for me was The Daily mm-hmm. Show every single night with John Stewart. Yeah, and that got me really into doing like news commentary. Like that's, you know, that's really what I did for a large you, portion of like me starting off and writing comedy and nobody's reading it. You did um, that at the school we usually yeah, went to. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. Yeah, did Eagle Vision, which was which was doing the news there. It was great. Um, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, that video, a compilation of it, is on my YouTube channel now, but it's hidden. I need to just like, just Aww. like spend a week, just like unhide it for a week and just see what happens, and then hide it again. Um, I just clip it. Just throw out like 10, 15 second clips. Yeah, I just like I might <laughs> sneak a link somewhere YouTube to see reels. if I can find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, that's not, actually it's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> put it together for TikTok, but um. <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, but definitely doing that. And my very first thing, like writing comedy, was in college. I started like a sports blog, just doing like sp- funny sports commentary called uh, Balls Deep. And um, nobody read it, but a few friends. And then I missed it. Daily Mountain Eagle started a few years after that. And that's that was all news commentary for years. But you, that's what I like about where you are now. Is a lot of people think in today's generation, you make one good TikTok or YouTube video, all of a sudden you're up here. No, like this you is have you this have grinded grind, this out yeah. since high school. Yeah, it's the kids don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. I did right before the thing that should not be named. I did Walker County's um, career day for like I think it's the junior high kids or something. And so they had me speak to like those groups, like four different sessions in the morning. And it kind of sucked to tell them like, Hey kids, you could, you could do, you could be a YouTuber. I was like, but you got to find a real job first. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, find something you love and keep doing it. Even though you know, you're not going to get paid for it for, for me about 10 years. I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. Just doing it on the, on the side. But if you're having fun doing it, then you're not going to mind it. The moment it stops being fun for you, stop doing it. And then your heart's not in it. Nobody else is going to love it. Uh, if you don't love it, they won't love it. So, uh, you know, just stick with it. And then maybe those doors will open. But the thing is that you may have that one TikTok that goes off. And this is just true for everything. This is like creating content for a brand, for yourself. If you have one thing that takes off and you don't have a back catalog of stuff for people to come watch after that one thing blew up, they're not going to stick around. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, they were very obvious. This is a flash in the pan, and there's nothing yeah. for me to follow because there's nothing else here. So you've got to build up that catalog of stuff. So when they find the one thing, you've given them hours of stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Get them hooked on you, uh, not this one thing that you did. It's like our YouTube channel. We have one video that did a scale of one to ten, like a three. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest was ones. Yeah. So it's like, it happens. I told Shane, I was like, we don't need to give up. We just need to figure it out. Yeah, oh yeah. And today's generation, we thought we were the microwave generation, but this generation is quicker than a microwave. Oh yeah. Like they want it now. 
and yeah. they don't understand like people like you. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Unless you've already had some form of platform to begin with, like musicians and stuff, like they can join TikTok and start getting millions of views. Because yeah. all you got to do is tap a hashtag with your name on it, and there you are. Yeah. But <clears throat> you've got a lot of people on there too. They don't realize that it looks like maybe they've just started off, but they probably, some of your favorite people on there probably cut their teeth on Vine. And so when this came around, they were kind of used to the format already. Uh, or they were on TikTok for years before it started. I forget what somebody was telling me that the the person with the most views on there is that Charlie D'Amelio yeah. has like 120 something million. She's been on that app before most people knew it was a thing. Yeah, I didn't even know it was around in 2017. Yeah, she so she's been on it for that long. Yeah. So I mean that's the thing people have to remember is that that yeah it's definitely they've either been doing this for a very long time. Or they did something in the past, and they were just ready to adapt yeah. when this came around. It just does not happen just like that. Like, my suggested friends, like, some people I know, like, they'll have posted TikToks back in 2018, 2019. I was like, this app existed? Like, yeah. I downloaded TikTok when that thing was a thing. Yeah. And with Vine, like, you know, Vine was popping for our generation. And there's been people, I don't know if y'all watch America's Got Talent. Or not, but there's been people that was on Vine that were completely viral <clears throat> that participated in America's Got Talent. Yeah, and you're like, Whew. you didn't really realize how long ago Vine was. Like that was ten, nine, ten years ago, give or take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh, this one guy was he's a big impressionist. He got up there and impersonated Eminem. I was like. You know how many times I watched him do that on yeah. his Vine? And now it's he's on seconds. like a reality show? Yeah. Like, it's wild. And singers and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't understand, like, whether it's podcasts, videos or stuff. You just, you got to stay consistent and not give up. It's easy. It's really easy to give up. I just, I can't fathom lit, being 10 years younger right now. And expecting one video to blow me up overnight. Yeah. So when you uh when you started the podcast, we'll get back on that track. <laughs> I told you we're gonna go off the rails. <laughs> when you started the podcast, did you want to be monetized right off the bat? I had uh I mean I, that would that would be a goal, I think at some point. Um I knew it wouldn't happen right away. And I didn't know like I had heard that if you had let those um if you let the hosting platform sell for you, they're going to take a pretty good cut. So your CPM is going to be pretty low. So the best route is really if you can sell those ads yourself. Um, but I was like, I just need to get this out. I need to get a lot of episodes out and get you hooked before you have to start listening to ads. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I start hitting you with ads on episode one, um, I don't know. I just, just be weird. Like I could just wait. But so many other things came up and I had to put it on the back burner. So, but I mean, monetization is, is, you know, pretty important. Um, down the road, I don't think uh, it definitely wasn't like a goal out of yeah. the gate. It's just something though that it needed to happen later down the road. But so many other things came up that just had to be kind of sidelined for the time being. There is millions of podcasts oh, yeah. out there, and chances are somebody's is going to be just like what the idea you come up with is very high. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, at least for me, I, I can't go into any new project with being oh I need to do this so it'll blow up for me and and help get my name out there more or i need to do this because it's gonna make me a lot of money and easily because this is a fun thing to do 
it's uh if i don't have a passion for it if i'm not having fun doing it then nobody's gonna have fun watching or listening to it yeah uh it's gonna come through for sure that if you're like i'm doing i'm going through the motions no one wants to listen or watch that Mm -hmm. for sure it's it's like after two seasons i started thinking about how to evolve and obviously shane moved home i was like you know what i'm straight laced let's keep it on topic have a good conversation, Shane's a loose cannon. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's a balance you need. That's good. Yeah. So I was like, I'm bring Shane on. He can throw in a nugget that I probably wouldn't thought of. And I can think of how to get us back on track after Shane distracts our guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one thing, too. I, I definitely, I mean, with extensive research, but before I started, I was like listening to different podcasts I hadn't listened to before. Some of like the big ones that have been around for a long time, well-established. And that was one good piece of information that came from uh, the McElroy brothers that do my brother and my brother and me, which I love. And you know, there's three, it's just the three of them just riffing off each other. And that was the thing that they threw out there is that really, you know, you could do one host, uh, but you're not going to give yourself time to come up. You're not going to be as quick when you've got two or three people in there while one person's talking, someone, someone else, else is, is thinking, thinking of something yeah. else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not this like dead space all the time and a bunch of missed opportunities for, for jokes and yeah. segues. There's a lot of dead air I had to cut. Oh, yeah. In my first two seasons. Because, like, I'm a social person. But when you're, like, have, trying to have, like, this organized conversation with somebody, you kind of have that 20 seconds of dead silence where you're trying to figure out what to say next. Or yeah. they're trying to figure out how to answer a question. Or, see, I'm not. When that dead space hits, I'll ask you, like, when's the last time you clipped your toenails? <laughs> <laughs> today. Really? Uh, today. Wow. It, uh... Uh, it's toe clipping day. That's right. how it works. Um, no, you, you pre-plan that, or is that just something? No, you, you just know, look, you down, look down, down. Oh God, this yeah. is bad. <laughs> When's the last time this happened? That's been some months now. Yeah, <laughs> pull a sock up, string. It just sneaks up like, especially if you can't see your toes, like me. You're like when them you things do get, a get out of there. Them, you're like, hey, there you are. Yeah, them <laughs> things will get out there quick. Forgot I had feet. You get one caught on a, a sock string. You're like, mm, probably Ooh. time to oh, cut yeah, that. You cut a hole in a sock, and that's. How about sliding socks on some freshly cut toes? That ain't, no, like, ain't no better yeah, feeling. Dude, still, look at these little uh-huh. piggies. Got room to breathe yeah. now. I think it makes them better coming straight out the dryer. Hot socks? Hot socks? Yeah. Not in Alabama. Yeah. No, that's a, <laughs> well, hot socks in summer, no thank uh, you. That's a pre-crime there, well, Okay, we're, we're, we're migrating toward the time of the year where it is not okay, maybe, hot socks. Yeah, there. maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm out on hot socks. I don't <laughs> care what time of year it is. My feet get hot regardless. Yeah. That's like as soon was, as these bad boys hit shoes... Humidity's 140%. I made the mistake. It was not last winter. The winter before, I was like, all right, I'm going to get some like wool socks for oh. the winter. <laughs> no, they feel good. They feel good. Like, if I'm if uh, at night, the only time I can really use them is if it's like at night on a really cold night in the house. Yeah, it, and I'm not getting anything on them. I'm exactly. just straight wool socks. Yeah. Putting shoes on with those? Forget it. <laughs> it's like basically those old pizza carriers that like Domino's has. You throw them <laughs> like shoes that's out. That's what I feel like. It's baking my feet, keeping them nice and toasty. Um, not for that. Can we speak about what kind of sin it is to sleep with socks on real quick? I, I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. If I, I may try, but they'll kick off after about an that's hour. That's what I was going to say. Like, If I fall asleep with socks on, it doesn't like, impede the quality of sleep that I'm getting. But I'm not going out of my way to be like, mm, well, chilly tonight. Let me slide some socks on before I lay down. No, definitely like, all right, I'm crashing. I'm on the couch and I'm getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm like fully dressed like this, first thing belts coming off as soon as I come to the door. There you go. Um, pants, pants following, but on the couch, socks. If I'm gonna lay down, socks coming off. Matt said belts coming off so fast, kid thinks they're gonna whoop. Yeah, him. belts coming <laughs> off. I mean, it is full on like dad from the Goldbergs. <laughs> One whip. Just like I'm putting basketball shorts on immediately. <laughs> yeah. I am not wearing a belt around the house. Who am I trying to impress? Exactly. Understanding sleep science that I do now, like I will not sleep with socks on because your feet. When they get to a certain temperature, it's easier for you to fall asleep. When they're cooler, not hotter. Because if your body gets hotter, it's less likely you're going to fall asleep as fast as you got to have a cool bed. Yeah. So is that why like, you toss them and turn and you always throw that foot out? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. It's going to cool your kind core body temp down enough to where you're going to fall asleep. Wow. You're so welcome. What you're telling me is the colder the room, the better the sleep. Yes. How bad is it that you're on your phone when you're in your bed? Terrible. Do you do that? That's not good news for your boy. (laughs) TikTok? All right, here we go. I I, I mean, I have like the Amazon 6, 10-foot whatever charging cable just so I can roll over. You feel like a daggum king the first time you plug that thing in. You're like, watch this. You don't have to to watch your phone. Uh, I don't know why I'm going through the motions on a podcast. Um, I don't have to be on my my right side anymore. I can roll to my left Mm -hmm. and keep this baby plugged in the whole time. Yep. You're just like, I'm in heaven now. Yeah, yeah about the old USB extension there, the old six-footer. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Cord goes you straight into it. You stole that from it. a printer, didn't you? <laughs> well, you know. You, Government uh, agencies and whatnot. There's an Epson somewhere right now begging for its cord back. Yeah, that's why I tell you not to watch TV in bed and stuff like that because it stimulates your your eyes so you still well, what, use the brightness. What so if I'm on right? YouTube looking up videos on how to fall asleep better? Why don't you just close your eyes? Without picking up your phone. Let me tell you what is a game changer for me in the last like five years, and that's a white noise machine. Mm-hmm. Now I can't sleep without it. So you never slept with a box fan? You're not a typical Southerner? Uh, no, we did. It was okay. fans always before, but that's like a box fan on steroids. Yeah. That's fair. That's, yeah. I can't tell you how many times. Lo-fi beats put me to sleep quickly. Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Your white noise machine. How long after your child was born did that become a necessity for you? We were doing it before because of the dogs. Okay. So to create noise, so they, because where we were living before, like there would just be some random like bark that we couldn't hear that would set them off at like two in the morning. And we're like, this can't work. Mm-hmm. We can't keep doing this. So we discovered a white noise machine, blocks that out. And then we had to keep doing it for her too. So, so when, now she's hooked on it too. That's she's what I was going to say. Now. When, uh, before we had our first child, yeah, yeah. Before we had our first child, I was a big no noise, just fan, ceiling fan on max. Get the room as cold as we can. Let's go to sleep. Yeah. After we had her, having the baby monitor right there, hearing her little white noise machine going off, instantly put me out. But once we transitioned out of her having the the baby monitor, well, now I'm noticing my sleep is starting to easily disrupt. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? You got to bring it back. Went and bought a white noise machine, put it next to the bed, right back into it. Oh, like, yeah. I've gotten addicted to a white noise machine because we had a kid. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, we've got, we've got like three in the house. And then if I'm traveling and I forget to bring one, I'll like download an app on my phone real quick. That's not, yeah. Just set that to Blair all night long. There you go. And now there's like, you know, there's like Apple Music and Spotify tracks you can listen to. They're super long. Just I, enough to get you to go to sleep. Judge me if you want. I've gotten into like the stories on YouTube. 
So Are you they can, just talking to you? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, because what it did for me in college, I would put the TV on Home Shopping Network. Okay. Or C-SPAN. So I'm, I'm a bit, apparently I've got like this big British accent thing going for <laughs> me. Because you give me like a 65 to 85 year old British guy just reading an instruction manual yeah. on how to assemble a dryer. And I am out like a light. Are you dreaming in British now? Are you like, is everybody in your dream of British accent? Not a big dream guy, actually. Yeah, don't dreaming. hit that. Don't hit that part of my sleep. I just, if I do dream, I don't remember it. When um, I'm just a big black sleep guy. We'll have to ask Drake when he gets back from going to the toilet. Yeah, I can. Nope. I can smell it from here too. <laughs> Nobody knows. That that? I just let the secret out. Yeah. He's gonna let that. He's gonna let that slide. I think he can just yeah. sneak out of here. He thought he was slick. Yeah. Uh. Every, Smell like asparagus. Everyone dreams, right? Yeah. Yeah, like everyone dreams. You just may not remember your dream. Mm-mm. So, all right, let's get into that. There's right? RAM suppressors. Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. There, there's like, what, three three or four stages of sleep? Four. Four stages, right. Okay. And, like, the fourth stage is where, like, your, your dreams. That's your REM sleep. Yeah, that's where, like, that's the dream you kind of remember when you wake up, right? Typically. Okay. Is there a like a sleep like an amount of sleep that you have to achieve to get into REM sleep? No. So you could sleep for two, three hours a night and hit REM sleep. REM sleep is supposed to make up twenty five. The optimal REM sleep is twenty five percent of your sleep. Can you go? Is snoring only in REM? No. Okay, I was about to say I can go into REM in about thirty <laughs> seconds. <Yeah. laughs> in other words, Matt's saying if you did a sleep study on me, I would be. In there within an hour. Uh, so here's my thing on sleep studies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Have I given you the spill before? No. I don't know anyone. Uh, this is a long-held rant of mine. Every time we talk, it's trivia night or passing. So This uh, sleep studies. I don't know anyone who's ever gone to get one, and then they slept perfectly all night long, and they're like, great job. Good sleep, buddy. You see you never again. It's always like, Oh my God, we had to wake you up within an hour because you died five times. You got to have the CPAP machine right now or you're going to die forever. So, so what's the kickback on CPAP machines? So what we're where I'm, where I'm, I'm on to you. Big sleep. I'm yeah. on to you. <laughs> where I'm at, uh, that happens about 30% of the time. Shit, wait, wake you up. You need a CPAP machine. Yeah. Only 30? Yeah. Only? I, I, so 30 seems high to me. No, that seems quite low, considering the state of Alabama's health. Okay, that's Because it's mostly fat people, right? We, we're a pul- we're, our doctors are pulmonologists, so we typically see people that can't breathe while they're awake. Yeah. So, <laughs> so of the 30, what percentage of the 30 is overweight? Oh, 100. 100. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Have you seen fat people sleep? How many, okay, of the 70 that doesn't need it. What's that? What percentage of them are fat? I'm going, hold on, before you say, I'm going to go 46. Are, are fat. Aren't. Are not fat. Yeah. Of the 70 that don't need a, a CPAP, 40, 46% are Can we get fat. a whiteboard in here so you start yeah, doing math? Yeah, 46 is a weird number. Yeah. Um, 47. What's, what's the number? Out of people that don't need it, yes. How many of them are overweight? And I'm talking like not like carrying a little like a little bit of you know the dad bod like ten. I'm talking like they uh, take the belt off since they get home yeah. fat. Ten percent. 
do need it or wait? Hold on, because now I'm they confused. don't need it. Don't need it. Okay, so I was way off. Because you just you let can... them through just to help your numbers, so it's not obvious what you're doing <laughs> over there. Because that's what that ten feels like. Okay, well, first off, yeah, just, just so we cook, we don't make it one, obvious. That one in forty. One in forty don't need a CPAP. Yeah. You obviously have insurance rules. Uh, a lot so of people if you don't have insurance. That. They get nothing. Go home and die. Yeah. You poor. Sorry, bud. <laughs> like we have different. Like you have to have a certain percent of a oxygen desaturation. Okay. Like when you have an obstruction, you have a, what's called recovery breaths. So that's the number. Like the you're dropping below like ninety. That number, like yeah. So you those people dropping below ninety. Yeah. So, so that would be a good test for me. Is like let if my had, wife slide one of those things on my finger in the middle of the night and just see what my number is. If you went below seventy, or oh my god, if you went to the seventies three times, we're putting CPAP on you quickly. So those people, what what do you think those people are hovering at during the day? 91, 92. Oh, so I'm a, I'm a strong 99, 98. Okay. So I'm a, you might be just REM related, which means the majority of your obstructions would happen in REM. What causes snoring while we're here? <laughs> let's just let's just get down to the root of it. Snoring could be anything. You do too much coke. <laughs> you could just have a nasal yeah, I feel blockage. like you went real hot just yeah, directly I, I can rule that out. Um. <laughs> well, this like a deviated septum has the most distinct snore that you will ever hear. No, I mean that's a fact. I, I don't want to say that, but yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> you got me. But you, like you can tell like people that are overweight, some people that are overweight don't snore, but they still have sleep apnea. You don't have to snore to have sleep apnea. Well, I don't consider myself overweight, but I snore. Okay. Well, so what's that? And you have I'm na- going to throw have- this out there, didn't bang coke in school. <laughs> you could so. have like a nasal obstruction. <laughs> okay. as simple as that. Your soft palate could be a little too big. All right. It's all anatomical. Big softy. I think, I, think I, have, I have something wrong. Like I, I am rarely able to breathe fully out of both nostrils. Yeah, yeah no, that's... Me either. That's a 5% like right of Right now, time right frame. nostril, pretty obstructed. I... There are moments when I, I can breathe saying, yeah. out of both, and it is like it's like your brain <laughs> notices it and it sends you a, a notice. It's like, hey, right oh. now, hundred percent both nostrils. You feeling this? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it feels can, great. Can you ever feel and then it, it immediately shuts it down? Can you ever feel like yes. you're like my left nostril? If, la- if I'm laying down, yes. It's like I'm clear, and then also my right nostril. What's up clogged. with that? I, What's up with that? That ain't me. Okay, that's well, a, well, that okay, ain't well, me. We're laying down, so yeah, it's kind of exactly. I feel that when I'm standing, like. Awake, sitting up. Yeah. It hap- if it happens in the bed, I feel like that's in y'all's territory. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this other thing that happens in the bed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I hit him with that question on that episode that got lost, I believe. <laughs> sleep, sleep is crazy. Like people, the one thing that drives me crazy is people come in like, you ain't never heard nobody snore like me. And I was like, I bet you the hundred bucks I have. But you're the most mild case I've had this week, actually. Yeah. And it's Tuesday, yeah. especially yeah. especially where I've reached in my level of experience and credentials. It's rare that I see somebody worse than one of our. Where, where does our good friend rank at in that list of like worst snores you've heard? Oh, top five. Okay, good deal. <laughs> I had to sleep fifteen foot away from this guy for like six months. <laughs> oh wow, that was brutal. <laughs> If you didn't go to bed before he did, you weren't sleeping yeah. that night. Yeah, <laughs> you can just hope that you can like nudge him a little bit to not wake him up, but just to stop the snoring just yeah. long enough for you to go to sleep. The only problem was like if he stopped, you had to make that judgment call of like, is this a nine one one situation? <laughs> Do I rush in? 
What are we doing? And he's back. All right, we're good. <laughs> if they're annoying you enough and it's late enough at night, I think you just let them die. That night when right. that night when he fell asleep in his kitchen floor when we were cooking tortillas pizza, I yeah. just kicked him. I was yeah. like, get up. <laughs> Have you had anybody like sleepwalk and be combative on the floor yet? Yes. That's awesome. I hadn't thought about sleepwalking. It's not awesome. I've had, <laughs> well, I don't work there, so yeah. it's awesome. So did you, did you fight him? I've had somebody swing on me. Hell yeah. And I woke him up. You hit him with a bed And hand. I had to calm him down. I'm like, this is where you're at. Yeah. Are you allowed to fight as long as you don't throw the first punch? It's a good question. I don't know because I've never been in that position. Let's say it happens. Let's say they come at you. I shouldn't be yeah. fired. That, that's your stance on it? I'm just going to tell my Walker County kicked in. I mean. At that point. At what point do you start carrying a bedpan in with you just in case? <laughs> well, we don't have bedpans. We have like tasers, plastic urinals. <laughs> So that's not going to do much damage. No. That's because this world's going PC. <laughs> yeah, bring back the metal bed, yeah. you cowards. But yeah, sleep is crazy. Like sleep be crazy. Sleep does. A lot of people don't understand how. Saw that in a Hallmark bad. card one time. Sleep be crazy. <laughs> sleep happy be birthday. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> happy new, Happy First Father's Day. Yeah. Sleep, sleep be yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's wild. Like I've had uh, somebody go down to the twenties on oxygen desaturation when do you call them dead yeah how many yeah oh uh, have you had a death on there yet no knock on wood jesus christ don't wish that on me <laughs> i mean uh, hey, you gotta prepare for it we yeah. have people that pretty much have heart attacks while they're asleep and stuff so oh we obviously God. have to take them to the er but y'all have to take me i'll call somebody up oh no we're, we're contracted through a different company outside of st vincent's so big sleep big we have sleep. to yeah, we have to take them to the er so you're like running a bed down like the hallway. We got another one. Into this, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Dope. <laughs> what are the odds? Do you think they're having a heart attack like regularly at night or they just so happen to like just roll the dice yeah. and they had it the night they're being studied? They could have that arrhythmia that could throw them into a heart attack and that arrhythmia that could throw them into a heart attack is what'll, what's pretty much technically a Follow up question. How far into a heart attack do they have to be before y'all call it? <laughs> As soon as it happens. What about oh, wetting the bed? How many bedwetters have you had? A lot. Holy crap. Really? Yes. Well, it's got uh, to be elderly, right? Incontinence is, it happens as you age. Yeah. Oh, so, so you're, okay. You're not just getting like 40-year-old guy coming in there like, whoopsie-daisy. No. <laughs> you catch me after like a Saturday night bender and we might have a conversation <laughs> yeah. here. Well, I don't think I do it at the bed, but in the corner in a trash can, <laughs> <Yeah>. very likely. <laughs> yeah. We have Some had a patient. It, yes. lo- it looks like a toilet to me. <laughs> if there's a, if it looks like a drain, yeah. I'm aiming for it. Yeah, they, they're pretty quick to let you know most of the time. They're like, "Hey, I gotta go." You're like, Phew. "They're hooked up, right?" So yeah, they yeah. You have can't. To, you're pretty much ho- like hooked in this main hub. Yeah. So all I have to do is unplug the main power cord, and they have like a automatically lanyard. wake up. <clears throat> huh? They automatically wake up when you disconnect them. No, like they tell me they need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. had a real iRobot thing in my head. There. <laughs> they then say they're self-aware. <laughs> then watch out. They're like, I've got to go. You go in there, unhook them from that main hub, and they have like a lanyard that goes around their neck with that head box, so you don't have to go in there with them. Yeah, because extremely awkward. <laughs> well, head box sounds like something I might invest in. <laughs> Dude, tell me more of yeah. that. <laughs> I couldn't leave that untapped. Yeah. But a lot of people think like sleep studies are just like this utter nightmare situation, and it's if you get past the wires, it's not that bad. And I had I have patients like frequently like put them on sleep apnea. Like that's the best night's sleep I've ever had. But I hear, hear too that it, once you're on it, like 
your chances of dying the one random night you don't wear it after you've been used to it for so long are go up pretty high. They can just because your body's desensitized to breathing properly. Right. And so it's like, say you're on blood pressure meds. Yeah. You stop that blood pressure med for two, one or two, one to three days. It's probably going to have blood pressure problems. Right. So it's, it's medical. I mean, a lot of people don't think about it. Man. Big sleep. Big sleep. I'm a part of it. Part of the machine. You're part of the content creator machine. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not killing anybody. Yeah, well, I'm not killing anybody. <laughs> that you'll tell us about. I'm, I'm praying they don't. I don't kill anybody. <laughs> You're just fighting them off of their sleep. There are some patients that'll walk in, and I'm like, oh my God, is this the night? Because I've only had like two or three codes. I've been doing it for seven years. Yeah. So it's like, is is tonight? Every night you walk in, you're like, it's tonight the night. Yeah. Uh, and usually it's the patients you don't expect it from. Oh yeah, it would be me for sure. Like healthy, twenty five to forty year old patients. I definitely need to go. My wife has said like, I feel like you just cut your hair off in the middle of the night. And I was like, I probably did. I probably died. Yeah. I'm still here though. But my, I remember both of my parents were on it at some point. Were at one point, and then they have both lost weight, and I think Dad's still on it. Mom is not. It's like, for sure, there's no doubt in my mind. I'd just darken the doorway, and they'd be like, well, you're going to have to put you on CPAP. Yeah. Is for there, sure. like, are there days where you just, like, feel like utter crap? Um, like, usually, days that end in Y. Yeah. Uh, I wake up pretty tired. No, that's all the time. I also go to bed at, like, 2 in the morning sometimes, so. Yeah. Well, if you ever decide to do it, just come see me. So I'm going <laughs> to. I'll make sure you're taken care Is of. Is there actually, like, a true number, like, on, like, the amount of sleep you need per night? Yeah. Okay. It's like six, right? Six to eight hours. That's well, like that. Six what, is like bare minimum. What do you think the most successful people in the world, on average, run on four hours of sleep? That that that's my point yeah. there. That's because they are and so cocaine. <clears throat> that too. That's well, hey, hearsay. <laughs> They're so worried. Allegedly, allegedly. And coke. Yeah. yes, allegedly. Normal people. Okay, we'll say normal people. Not Jeff Bezos. Okay. Nine to fivers. Okay, well, not people with 21 million TikTok likes. No. Looking across the room. <laughs> I, uh, I run on uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. And Little Debbie's. Yep. Uh, and a wide noise machine. So, obviously, some of your viewers are going to listen to this podcast. We're going to transition out of sleep because they're probably like, what the hell is this? Well, everyone what? does it. It's a pretty relatable topic. Yeah. It, Take it's care like of yourself. It's like the one thing that really joins all of us together, unless you're on the light bulb stuff. I'll say this. I have one more sleep. Yeah, you feed a breakfast? Ahead. Is there a breakfast buffet? Oh, good question. Okay. At St. Vincent's, we, we give you a Nutri-Grain bar of crackers if you want. Get out of here. Okay, but listen, if you come to the lab in Jasper. I want Jasper, a Shoney's bre- I want yeah. a 1997 Shoney's breakfast buffet. Okay, well, I'm about to put you Don't on something. Don't get Koneka, I don't want it. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> to put you on something, because I know... I know who you support in the fast food world. There's a sleep lab that is local that goes and gets Jack's biscuits in the morning. Unbelievable. Is it right down the right down mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I try not to go there for any medical thing. They hiring? <laughs> I don't know. Jack's is, yes. <laughs> Jack's definitely is. Yeah, the, the one by my house should be. Yeah. I, but I'm yeah, getting real tired the, of not getting my freaking tank. Oh, tots. I definitely got the wrong biscuit this morning from and, the Jack's in Dora. Let me tell you guys. I would, that place is falling apart. It's, when I would go, they renovated like, and just lost a touch. Yeah, when there's not like the, it's a the polished faint turd. smell of cigarettes on my biscuit in the morning. It's go. just not the same. There you go. Five fifteen in the morning, you go to pick up the biscuits, and 
when I was P- when I turned into a PRN, where I would just go like once a month, mm-hmm. like I'll just grab you one too. It's nice to see you. Freshest biscuit of the day, because they just got there and yeah. just made them. Mm-hmm. So if you do a sleep study, if you don't come see me, go there. Will you give <laughs> me a biscuit if I come? Only if it's with me, so we can talk. Stuff. Where are you going to get a biscuit from there, though? In St. Vincent's? Yeah. It's a Burger King. There's a Burger King directly across the <laughs> that's street. It. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I oh, no, you're you're not that far down the road from uh, Bogues. Nope. Which is a fantastic breakfast. Okay. Yeah. See? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Win-win. There you yeah. go. We can go Chris Z's. They're probably still open. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots the of Nick. Op- lots of options. The Nick's food truck is still out there, and it's banging. I've not had that. I'll tell you about that. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, people. Speaking of little people, how was that ice cream? Yeah, that's that was gonna be my next topic. Hang on, people sleep on quality sleep. I had to put that on on a (laughs) t-shirt. No, we had when when (laughs) we wake him up in the morning. So you died several times. You're gonna get a CPAP machine, but would you like to get our shirts? (laughs) People and bumper stickers. Seventeen (laughs) ninety nine. Cash out the door. I died at the sleep study. People at (laughs) Walmart. When we went through the program, it was people made shirts with the worst puns. <laughs> you put the Panama City like, like, font on there and people yeah, would buy like yeah, hotcakes. Airbrush a little bit. Put, yeah. just, just put the Pineapple Willie logo on it for no reason. <laughs> people <laughs> made, a, Pineapple Willie with a CPAP mask on. <laughs> people made shirts with like sleep tags, do it all night long. I'm like, I'm never fucking wearing no, that. No. That's the, oh my God. That's coal miner bumper stickers yeah. in Walker yeah. County. <laughs> coal miners. What, what is the dumb? Oh my God, I hate it. <laughs> It's they go deeper yeah. or some yeah. nonsense. Yep. It's like stop. Yeah, my stop. husband's deeper than yours or something. Yeah, Th- those are the best. Please the, stop. The supportive spouse stickers are. That's that's the top. That's Everest. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of really bad coal miner stickers in this county. That is our chief export. <laughs> my kid is <laughs> trash bumper stickers. <laughs> my kid is an AB honor roll student. No, those bumper people are excelled into our generation. Well, not a lot of those around here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. My kid's still in school is a is a bragging point here. <laughs> oh shit, Matt. So Shane, asking about the asking about the little Debbie. Yeah, stuff. so you're you're a noted little Debbie's connoisseur. I think it's fair to say. Yes, you're a big fan of Debbie. Okay, uh, on par with Nick Saban. Yes or no? No, I, his is much more legendary, and he has accomplished more off of his than than. The, I would say more noteworthy, and he's consistent. I mean, it's two oatmeal cream pies a day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of consistency. No, he's a little Debbie's fan. Where I feel like you're a young Deborah. Yes. Yeah. So the ice cream just recently released. Yeah. How did it stack up? I know you've done a review on it. If people hadn't checked it out, they need to. It was quality content, but. Where were your expectations going in? Did it meet them? Did it exceed them? I wanted, I don't say I wanted to hate it. I came in definitely with low expectations because I knew it was being made in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And also, I, mean, I, I didn't discuss this like in any of the, the thing, the video or anything, but uh, I thought it would be like some of these other cereals that pop up. Like I try to, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And it was a cinnamon toast crunch cereal. I mean, ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I tried it, and it tasted like the ice cream quality was like sherbet. Like it wasn't creamy at all. And so some of those pop up every now and then at Walmart, Dollar General, especially. And you think, oh, Twix ice cream, Rolo ice cream, <sighs> one out of ten. Yeah, they're trash. They're never good. So I thought, okay, if this is the same company that's been doing that, this is gonna be awful. Um, 
but I could not find who makes that trash ice cream. But I knew this was made by this company in Michigan. So I still had very low expectations. Uh, and I opened it up, and it looks pretty plain Jane vanilla with some of those green crystals that go on top of the Christmas tree cakes. Mm-hmm. But that first bite, I was like, you can re- you can read it on your face. Legit. Yeah. I was I was shocked that it was that good. Cue the oh no TikTok. See, I was looking yeah. when I watched the video. I was watching for that spoon because you said I'm going to dig deep and I wanted to see the resistance yep. that the spoon met the ice cream with. Yeah. Or the ice cream met the spoon, whichever way you look at it. Because that's where that's where you can really tell the creaminess of the ice cream. And know that that ice cream that I tried in the video had been in the deep freeze for two days, so it should have been. Like, when you pull Bluebell out of the mm-hmm. deep freeze, it is rock it's a solid. Fight. Yeah. You have to get ready. Like, make sure that you have stretched at you, least you gotta heat before that sp- you go in there. Yeah, put that spoon under some hot water. Whatever trick you got, yeah. you got to use it. Um, this this I just took with the spoon out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And a Bluebell, it would have bent. No doubt. If you dug that into Bluebell, and it just, like, pulled that ice cream yeah, right Yeah, Bluebell, out. you got to you gotta get down on the neck of the spoon right there at the at the spoon yep. itself. Or you will break it. Yep. I was, um, I have, yeah, I have broken pro ice cream for people. Oh, Bluebell. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, I, I, I thought, I thought I would not like it. I was stunned. It is legit. May it's, it's, it's the best ice cream that you could possibly get right now. Wow. There's no doubt about it. I was not expecting it to be that creamy. Now people were telling me that ice cream company in Michigan is really, really good. And I would like to try their other stuff. Is this, are there any other noteworthy, uh, flavors that they have? Yeah. yeah I don't I don't think you can get them around here. Really? really? I've never seen that brand before. That's why I had to look it up because I was like, I don't know who these people are. Awesome, they're big up north. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. But where did where did you find the the little pints? They're only available at Walmart. Okay, it's a Walmart exclusive, and they were supposed to be out November first, but they popped up in like Summerton Walmart on Saturday night, and um, my parents were like, uh, snatched up a few pints and then gave them to me, and then that company. <laughs> they got the company reached out to me after I made a TikTok like talking about how excited I am for it, and they're like, "We want to send you some for you to try," and that came like two days after I got it from Walmart. Seems sketchy shipping ice cream. I don't know if I like that. Full. They they I'm, I I don't doubt them anymore. They find ways. They shipped it overnight and dry ice. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, <clears throat> and it came. It stayed frozen. It didn't like melt everywhere. I was amazed. But Shane's not Omaha Steaks guy. But I used the no. Walmart one. I did not want to try and theirs and because I was like, what if they gave me like a really, like, even though they probably didn't, they probably just gave me one off the line. Yeah. I was like, let me get one from the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like that way everyone else is going to try. Like, let me get possibly the worst Let me get one it. that's been back there in the back. Might have melted a little yeah. bit sitting back there too long. Yeah. For, bit of freezer burn on the lid. Oh, yeah. But, no, that's Jasper Walmart. I don't know if you've yeah. been to the Jasper Walmart lately. The the frozen food section there it's looks like a glacier in Alaska. <laughs> Whoa, yes, no, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, walk I've into Jasper that. and then walk into Summerton, and you'll be like, "Wow, this is." I'm glad to be here, it's guys. Very different Walmarts. I prefer Summerton over Jasper anyway. Really, we less don't have Walmart. We don't. Well, there's less crowded, but we don't have a lot. We're not. A, it's not a big we, Walmart. Got more than Jasper does because Jasper's empty right yeah, now. That's true. Yeah. They're building them concentration camps in Walmart. Whoa. Oh, yes. Apparently, Whoa. according to somebody on TikTok. Yeah, if you watch TikTok. They're getting ready. Um, but no, it's, uh, it is it is legit. It makes me want legit. more. I have three pints in the house now. Need at least double that? For sure. Okay. For sure. I saw one video where somebody had actually like filled their buggy up with, had to be at least like 20. <clears throat> and I was like, don't do that. Save yeah. some for everybody yeah. else. Don't hoard the ice cream. 
Matt's probably like, I bet you hoarded toilet paper back last year. That dude for sure <laughs> yeah. hoarded toilet paper. So, uh, they big resellers, you think? Or is this just... I don't know. I'm afraid that it's going to be pretty limited edition. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for sure it is. They're going to be gone by Christmas. And at some point, long before Christmas is about to end, they'll stop production. <clears throat> yep. And you won't know it. Middle of December, that last shipment will be... That'll be it. You won't know yeah. it. And then when they're gone, they're gone. So are you going to revisit the Christmas snacks? I know we talked about how this was the one where you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was not letting my list not to eat all of every single one of them. So are you going to revisit this at any time? Um, I don't know. The thing is with Little Debbie, like the holiday stuff, they always switch out their lineup every year. So like a lot of that stuff that I tried in that episode is gone. Mm-hmm. And, and they've had to trim down what they offer since the start of the, the thing we can't mention because they're just like a shortage of ingredients. Like there's a, there's a rumor that we're like, headed towards a big sugar crisis, largely in part to the hurricane that came through Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So that will catch up to us in like the next four to six months because everybody operates off. They have some in storage. There's some out there, but they're not keeping up with demands in production right now. So we'll fill that after Christmas. Yeah. When we're probably trying to like cut back anyway. That's when everybody goes back to the gym. Yeah. So I should just go to the gym all year round anyway. Well, speaking on things catching up to us, have y'all seen the map of the U.S. if we don't start taking global warming more seriously? I'm about to have some beachfront property. They're looking real nice, but I want to throw out, I made probably one of my best puns. All right. So the, the, what was it called? The Confederate Sea. Was 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 what they listed the 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 southeastern portion of the United States. They wrote, they wrote that down. They wrote that? the Confederate Sea on the uh, on the meme circulating. <laughs> I saw a check. I said, just... "Real missed opportunity not going with the Mississippi Sea." Mm. Felt like mm. that one hit. Got a few reactions, but <laughs> just you know. <laughs> so Mississippi Sea. Yeah, throw a little hyphen in there. <laughs> Back on the little dirty stuff. They uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, this is why Shane's here. Like global I'm, warming. I'm That's why global, yeah. to keep us yeah. to remind Bo- us of Boy global warming. Boy, stays hot over here. <laughs> <laughs> you won't find me in wool socks. <laughs> uh, you talked about how they like offered to send you stuff or whatever. <clears throat> You've posted TikToks of little Debbie sending you care packages. Yeah. First, two part question. First off, did you ever see yourself at this point of reaching this pinnacle of life where little Debbie sends, sends you stuff? Sends me the snacks directly. Secondly. <laughs> How do you feel about some of the stuff they send you? It's all big. They haven't sent me that much. Well, actually, they're like merch. Their goodies are not good. Uh, it's like a very cheap pin. <laughs> oh, Matt's like, yeah, two, two signatures and this one's out. Yeah, you uh, hit that. You get like three clicks in a row and it's just stuck down. Matt said, I'm borrowing the, oh, the, the bank pin It's now. not even that. It's like, I'm trying to compare what type of pin it is. But no, it's, it's, it's usually, Little Debbie's weird. It's That's a weird one to bring up because... Usually, if I made the content for Little Debbie, it's usually going to go viral and like do its own thing because people just love it so much. It's not something that I have to like worry about. Like nobody wants to see this. Everybody wants to see Little Debbie content. But I would like for Little Debbie to pay me when I do it, and that has been very difficult. Yeah. Little Debbie is a weird company. It is a family-run company out of Tennessee. Um, I'm not saying. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Beautiful thing about editing, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, no, you could say that. I, I haven't said the thing I wasn't going to say yet. You can leave all that in there. It's just a weird company. It's all family run. They keep it all within the family. Yeah. Um, which may or may not mean you have qualified, unqualified people in certain jobs. Um, <laughs> when they outsource, um, big Tanya Harden fan over there. Already. Yeah. <laughs> they have some weird like uh, uh, when, when 
their 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 brand and their marketing stuff, they try to do a lot of it in house, and it's not very great. Like, when's the last time you saw an ad from Little Debbie? Yeah, never. Oh, crack if you did, it probably came from when they had like contracted with Lucky Advertising out of Birmingham, like five years ago. And if it's still a product they have, they'll rerun that. Yeah. Um, they just don't spend a lot of money on marketing, and they probably don't have to. They really, they really don't need to. It's like no. NECA. Like Shane said, crack sells itself. Well, they they official sausage of Alabama football. Yeah, they spend money on that. Yeah, and they're in Auburn. They're in uh, Jordan Hare. Yep. Um, Jordan, but Jordan. Excuse me. Whatever. See Auburn fans. (laughs) Every now and then, like, hey, we exist and we suck. Had to do Um, it. um, Anyway, so gotta carry the stereotype for you. They, uh, yeah. So they're weird. So I, I've, I've tried to. They've got something approved for me to do like stuff for them, but they've not sent me any work. They just send me the free stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll if it's good, and if I think I can get some traction off of it on social media, we'll try it. But it's a very weird relationship. They're the only company that is like that yeah. with me. It's very weird. It's a love-hate relationship. When you were sitting in our high school, mutual high school, I don't name names, did you ever think you would be there where they were sent- Little Debbie was sending you stuff to try? Uh, no. Um it sounds like they're trying to kill me the more I think about it. Um, E.T. Snacks. Um, it, it is it is weird. They do send me a bunch of random stuff. They send me muffins and I don't know. Cereal? No, the cereal is by Kellogg's. They okay. basically sold their name and their image to, okay. to do that. They and The ice cream is like the same thing. Like it apparently that is not real Christmas tree cake bits. And that's why that that's why I'm out on the NIL deal. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah. like when big fancy people put out bourbon, it's an MFG, which is it's already made. They're just gonna put it in the bottle till their stuff ages yeah. to where it needs to be. Kinda like that. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. It's all around a weird company. But uh, I'm glad they sent it to me. I usually yeah. I, I usually eat some and then give the rest of it away because I don't want all these boxes of <clears throat> worst snack, worst snack they sent you. Um, those honey bun muffins were were. Let's go. That's probably like they were good for the first few, and then I was like, I don't want any more. Eat these one, taste, and you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty unique. And then you eat the second one, you're like, well, yeah, hold on. I did not finish the box. Yeah, <laughs> I ended up throwing them away. Yeah, good um, deal. Good but deal. some people like them. Brownies. Know. I'm almost convinced that the brownies Walmart is running like some kind of covert ops deal. That little plastic bucket of Walmart brownies that you can get. Yeah. I think what they're doing is they're taking the little Debbie's brownies that didn't sell and they're just <laughs> repackaging them because yeah. they are identical. Yeah, it's and I do have a very like unfair connection to Little Debbie that I usually don't disclose that my parents are Little Debbie distributors. Okay. They sell Little Debbie's for Walker in Walker County. Insider trading. So I do get um so I, it's very, it's, they're so weird. I know about products that are going to come out and I would like for us to run an article about it on this Southern thing because it goes viral every time. Yeah. I'll know about it. And then we'll try to reach out to somebody over at McKee Foods up in Tennessee, little Debbie. And they're like, we can't confirm or deny. Like we don't like what the, we know that you've coming. already did. Just give us an official statement saying, yes, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, they're so weird, but no, the little Debbie's that come off the shelf after they're out of date. Sometimes they go here in Walker County. Some, they were giving them to backyard blessings uh, for kids, you know, for snacks. Most of the time they just go to the dump. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Walmart's got a camper up there. They get thrown away, yeah. Or sometimes some people will want some, and mom and dad will just, like, you know, I hear you sure, go. I'll give you some. But mm-hmm. they prefer you to buy the fresh ones. Makes sense. Yeah, instead of giving you the out-of-date. Yeah. 
you get you get multiple things and for once in a thousand I'll say on this podcast I feel like Shane might be outnumbered here we share a mutual love for a soft drink oh yeah that that shit sucks (laughs) (laughs) you don't like Dr. Pepper love Dr. Pepper but you don't like cheer wine that's different you you don't like cherry flavored stuff yeah there's way too much cherry in there no that's perfect I almost brought uh, least favorite Starburst the the cherry one okay cool <laughs> for sure the I almost brought uh, a four pack cheer wine to mix with some bourbon yeah because uh, that's like that doesn't sound bad if I'm being honest fantastic. it doesn't sound it's bad. great it's fantastic I love cheer wine I Not- wish it was easier to find here but I did find some glass bottle four packs of the pig in in uh, Dora see so, yeah. and that's the only time I've ever found it in Walker County no Cracker Barrel they've been it's been hard to find here lately really yeah. I tried to uh, get some for a video. One of the Scottish man tries. We did him with Cokes. Yeah. And I could not find Cheerwine for him to try anywhere. Really? Yeah. Brittany made me a cake. My birthday cake Lucky was a guy. Cheerwine birthday cake. Oh. Brother. I bet it was good. And she still had two bottles left over. So naturally, we enjoyed those. You ever had like an ice cream float with a Cheerwine? Yes. Good. Cookout. Has mm-hmm. a, cookout's got it on tap. Just go by and get your cheer wine, cheer wine float. That was a beautiful thing about when so I lived good. in Cleveland, Tennessee, because that's part of the Appalachia. Yeah. So it was like anywhere you went, cheer wine was cheer on Cheer wine tap. and Sundrop. Yeah. Appalachia or Appalachia? Appalachia. Where's that line at? Where's that line get drawn? The, the more north. Line? Yeah. The more north you go. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they have their own dialect up there in West Virginia. Okay. But... I remember when you first posted, like, I don't think you had ever had cheer wine, or it was like one of the first few times first, you tried first it. First time was in that video where I ranked, what's your rank on Southern sodas? I immediately messaged Matt, and I was like, you've been missing out, man. It's so it good. so good. And Shane hates on it, so. Can't, it's not for me. Mm. I got hooked on it when I was living in Tennessee, because yeah. one of my floor mates was from North Carolina, where it originated from. So I was like, oh my gosh. Where'd you go to college at? Lee. Church of God School. Yeah, same same thing with the uh, what's it? Big Red, not Big Red. What's that? Texas. That's Big Red. Is it Big it's Red? Awful. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I put them in the same category. They, no, 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 no. Big Red tastes like old Fago. Yeah, that's a good point. That's like nasty. That. I like that. But when Matt posted that video, I was like, somebody finally agrees with me that it's actually a good drink. Well, that's how you know that it's probably not that good because you looked for so long and you only found one. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> for a few years of my life, I did live where it was a normal thing to drink. So It is beloved in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, they have a festival every year. From North Carolina down to, we'll say, Middle Tennessee. And it comes normal. from North Carolina. I mean, keep in mind, they have given us cheer wine. Mm-hmm. They have given us Krispy Kreme. They have given us Bojangles, Cookout, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. The Wright Brothers, I think. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. 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 That's all the things I can think of right now off the top of my head. Starts finding a quarter with the Wright Brothers just yeah. to confirm this. Yeah, somewhere around here. Let me pull out the old quarter. Talk about a versatile state, though. <laughs> Cali, North Carolina really just pulling their own down there. They, uh, Over there. I guess it depends. Yeah. it's um, it, it is the state that if you told me I must leave Alabama, I have to move somewhere else. Oh. I think I would move to North Carolina. For sure. Asheville. Yeah. Every, I've never seen... I've never seen a bad spot in North Carolina. Boone. It's all been pretty. Boone, Boone. is bad. Scenery's beautiful. Traffic's bad. Yeah, see, I... I've never traffic been traffic in Boone is 280. 
I feel like he just hit the worst day. part of it. Like just like he was there at the worst time. You know, it was a like, Saturday in the middle of Appalachian State sports. Yeah, so it's like all right. Guess what? Traffic in Tuscaloosa downtown on a Saturday between you know, early September till uh, I don't know late November really bad. <clears throat> Traffic in Tuscaloosa Obviously. is bad all the time. Yeah. those sorority girls and their forerunners will take you out in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's a good point. Act like they've never been behind a wheel before. Yeah. I've died at the hands of a sorority girl uh, in Tuscaloosa many times. Like, just ran me over in a forerunner. I have, my life has flashed before my eyes down there on McFarland more times than I can count. <laughs> so, how does it feel when you get these packages from these big companies? Does it like? Are you afraid to kind of crap on their product? If if <clears throat> it's like if it's paid, then. I don't, if it's paid, I need to, I, I really want to like it before I like, I don't want to like endorse it and say, hey, try this and it, and it sucked. Cause I think I have like built a reputation of if Matt says it's good, I feel like odds are 70 to 80% of the time it probably mm-hmm. is good. I mean, there's some things that the general public <clears throat> disagrees with me on. But uh, if it's free and I don't like it, you'll never see me post about it. Like yeah. it will just, I'll give like it away that. or just sits in the basement. So I throw the whole thing away. Um, but then if I do like give a random, like shout out in a story, it's because they sent it to me for free and it yeah. was pretty good. Like awesome, I just, there was some freeze dried, um, candy stuff that some company sent me a while <laughs> back. And some of it in the bag, I, I didn't care for that much. I forgot what it was like freeze dried Jolly Ranchers. And those puppies explode. Yeah. I mean, they get to be like huge, like balls, colorful balls. And I didn't care for that. It tasted really weird. But the like freeze dried Chico stick things. Oh, baby. It's like okay. a churro. Those were awesome. It's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it tasted like. Uh, those were awesome. So, like I love uh, Good Mythical Morning because mm-hmm. they'll do like freeze dried stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, two more questions and we'll close it out. When you go back and look at your journey. Did you picture you being this big Southern figure No. on social media? No. No, not at all. I didn't think that it would be a job at all. And part two, boxers or briefs? <laughs> uh, it's a hybrid. Hybrid. Okay. It's the Under Armour boxer jock. Yeah. It's as good as you I mean, It's like the mesh. It's very breathable. <laughs> yep. It's like great. It. Uh, no, I didn't think, because I never thought that I could like make a job out of this. Yeah. Um. I think especially living in Alabama. I mean, of course, when I started doing this stuff, there weren't really like, like when I started writing comedy on the internet, doing the day, fake Daily Mountain Eagle on Twitter, Instagram was really, really new. So I don't think that influencers were a thing. So you definitely couldn't make money on your own. YouTube wasn't that old. So you did have some big YouTube names, but I don't even know if they were making, how they were making their money at that point. I don't know if you could monetize your videos or what. So it was, ne- it never crossed my mind. And I wasn't really comfortable with like, you know, all those years doing the Damn on Eagle, nobody knew it was me. So I wasn't really comfortable with putting my face and like who I was out there at the time. So it was just like a side gig for me. I never thought that this would happen, but you know, as doors open, you just kind of have to sit and evaluate, you know, is this the right move for me? And is an opportunity like this ever going to come along again? And with this Southern thing, I knew this was like, this is not going to come around again. You're not going to get the opportunity to do this for a living in Alabama. Yeah. Anytime soon. Quick refresher. What remind everybody what you did before you became this social media figure? Uh, just 
pure lawlessness. And, Who's a Twitter icon? <laughs> uh, started in 2012, uh, parroting the local newspaper in Walker County, the Daily Mountain Eagle. Um, and uh, I just did tweets for like four years, pretty much. And it basically like the onion for small town life. Uh, but it was very much centered on Walker County. Occasionally we do some Alabama jokes, but it was heavy on Walker County. Yeah. Uh, and it grew a, a decent audience there. Then started doing some Facebook stuff. Then tried my hand at like long form articles, which led to an opportunity to write freelance for AL.com, which after about a year and a half of that led to a full-time job yeah. with its son of thing, which is a part of <clears throat> AL.com, Alabama Media Group, the big media giant. Yeah. Big media giant. Big mead. Yeah. Last question. Is there ever a time where we could see Matt Mitchell doing stand-up comedy full-time? Um, it's something I really, really want to do. I just don't think um, – there's not it's not a whole lot of opportunities to do that here in Alabama. Um, I mean, you could do some open mics to get started, to cut your teeth at, uh, at Stardom, um, and that's about it. Um you just kind of got to hope a big name rolls through while you're there. Yeah. I mean, the real thing is, though, once you get your start on the internet, like, you can build an audience, so then you can start doing shows. And that's been uh, a wild ride for a lot of internet creators uh, who uh, are also from Alabama, who, you know, might have a character that they do on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get on live stage and want to be themselves and not their character, the audience doesn't like that that much. Mm. And you crash and burn pretty quick. I'm like, oh, damn, you paint Darren Knight, Southern Mama. They, um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Guy. Hey, that's uh, fair. I, uh, but uh, but so so you could do that. But I don't want to make. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do this. Hey, I I think I can go out and make jokes now. It's totally different from doing videos. You can mess up all day long, but you can edit it out. Sometimes it's just not very funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's why Shane's here. <laughs> <laughs> I will. He he has a he had a, a nice career before. Yeah, and he's still doing it. Yeah, uh, uh, it's just it's a different it's a different ball game. Yeah. I would I would love to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's in the cards for me. And I have to like take a step away from doing video stuff and every, all the other type of content to just toil away at that and not make. I mean, it would have to be just a grind. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to dedicate a significant amount of time to just yeah. coming up with even just a. 15, 20 minute set list to do it right. Mm-hmm. Now you could for sure go out there and book dates. And then just hope it's funny. Yeah. Which, like I just, some people have done, and it has been at their detriment. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a delivery business in stand up because there's literally people watching you as you're doing it. So when you aren't able to edit your videos, I can imagine I can't imagine how much harder that is to be like on spot. Yeah. Every single time. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's got good delivery. And I'm not doubting, like, your your talent. Yeah. It's just. It's different. It, it's different. It's, it's a different game. It is acting. Yeah. It, is, it is writing. And, and, well, it's mostly acting because there are a lot of big name stand up comics that don't even sometimes write their own material. They're, somebody else is writing their jokes for them that yeah. doesn't have great stage presence. That They do. Because mm-hmm. you're putting on a, a show every time. But I would love to do it. I get, like, a little taste of it sometimes when I do. Uh, trivia up in Coleman because that audience to go to Island is so like captivate. You're all like, it is like set up like a stand up act. You're on a stage yeah, and everyone is right in front of you. So 
they and they listen to me here in Jasper. They're like, "Oh, it's Matt again, whatever." And also, I can't see but one table at a time from our setup. So yeah. it's like, I hope you're playing trivia, <laughs> and I hope you want to listen to me because you're the only group I can see. So I'm just bouncing off your energy all night. But Coleman, I can see everybody, and so there's been a lot of times where I go in and they like they're just like hanging on every word, and I'm like feeling good, and the jokes are coming, and I'm like, "This is awesome. I want to do just this." Um, then I remember that it's not that's a grind yeah. that I, I don't think I have the ability and the time to do. So maybe one day if you get tired of the social media game, you might toil in it a little bit. I, if I ever did it, I think it would very be very much be like one of those stand up performances that it's <clears> kind of like a it's not just me on on a mic telling jokes. Like I think there might be some media involved. Like I you know maybe, it's a presentation. More yeah, than it would definitely be. Like, one of my favorites growing up, you know, I was in college then, uh, like, Dimitri Martin would do all kinds of, like, he would bring materials in and do all kinds of stuff. I, I like, before he got famous doing acting, like, Zach Galifianakis would yeah. do, like, he'd sit down at the piano and do all kinds of stuff. So, like, oh, mix it up. Zach Galifianakis live at the... Purple Onion. Purple Onion. Classic. Best one on DVD, ever. yeah. Yep. He's, uh, his, uh, yeah, his stand-up was legendary. It's, uh... Definitely be like I can't play the piano, but definitely mix it up. Like I don't think I yeah. can sit there, stand there, and perform just like talk for thirty, forty-five minutes. But honestly, I think like you, in my opinion, you could dig deep into the archives of your OG Daily Mountain Eagle tweets, kind of run on small town life, yeah. and it would be golden because yeah. you know what people up north make fun of us. Okay, yeah, you could go up to no like to Massachusetts or New York and just. Bang them out, yeah, and they'd love it. I would, uh, and and just to spend like have dedicated time for crowd work because there's yeah. nothing I love more than especially like in Coleman if somebody gets a little rowdy uh, and like <laughs> wants to argue with me on something or just like yell, "Oh baby, yeah. that's Coleman, on. that's it, let's go." Fingers I, I live for it. Hey, I live for it. I'll tell you this: the only time you didn't make me laugh is when Shane and I went and did 90s country trivia with you. Yes. And we thought we were going to crush it. <laughs> and I was cussing you out midway through the first round. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Like, man, you done some deep dives. Yeah. I, on country night, I have to. Yeah. 90s country especially. Yeah. I've got to like go deep. Because people come in there that's like, that's all I've listened to for 30 years is 90s country. That's yeah, shame me. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, life ended in 1999. I don't listen <laughs> to anything beyond that. So the yeah, I have learned I have got to do the deep cuts, deep cuts for uh, 90s country. What goes into your thought process of trivia nights? Like, how do you form these questions? For, do you go to Google or do you like watch like you did Hocus Pocus recently? Yeah. So obviously Halloween while we're recording. How do you how do you form these questions? It depends on the subject. So if it's just a single movie, I'll wa- just watch the movie with like. Uh, notes and like as i go through that's a good question write it down that's a good pause write the question down start it back up uh and then try to pull like read different you know there's a tons of websites that have like 26 facts you know about hocus pocus and they're and there's they've all got pulling from the same thing one person did all the research and everybody else is yeah, just, just copying in the work it. so you know pull some from that um if it's like a whole TV series, I'm going to need help if I've never seen it. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of resources on Amazon that you can like, people who have seen the show make their trivia books and it's like $2 <laughs> and I can pull from that. And then I can, you know, there's a bunch of wikis, like there's individual wikis for shows you can pull from. Um, so it's just all over the place, all over yeah. the internet. Watch it if you can watch it. If it's a whole like 
series of movies or something, I'm probably gonna have to get it from somewhere else. <laughs> music is just me, and I love to do the music ones. That's just me. Like, all right, what's the time frame? What's what are we doing this on? If it's just the one decade, or if it's you know divas night, and then I could just like listen to a whole bunch of music. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love doing that. You can see your trucking right out. Oh, excellent. That That's night. exactly what I do. As I'm driving from somewhere, I'll just like have like listen to the different like artists. Like That's a good one. Add it to the playlist. Add it to the playlist. Yeah. And then I'll go back through later and trim down the section of the song that I think would be good to hear. That's what I think. You, I find music nights more unique than movie or TV because you just play that clip of that song and it's just like, oh man, all of a sudden I'm blank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially there was so many times where Shane like, would look at just look at each other. This is nineties like, country, and you got an acoustic guitar riff for four seconds. <laughs> right? What do you want me to do here, Matt? Right. <laughs> like I said, we were mad at you for a little. That's bit, fair, but it's okay. Everyone, everyone gets mad <laughs> at me at trivia nights. That's how it goes. Well, I bounced but, back with an office trivia dub, so that felt really good. <sighs> that's a fun one. I love the office. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I'm a loser. Sorry. That was the night I went there and just drank. Inside. But I'm excited with the uh, y'all were at the 2000s music night, right? They're just straight up. I think y'all just walked in. Uh, yeah, halfway through yeah, that one. yeah. That's my favorite one to do right now. I I love that we are finally at this point in history where the 2000s is like the 90s were. Like you know, we we finally have moved shifted to this point <clears throat> to where now we're being nostalgic about the 2000s. Yeah, yeah there's all... some great crazy music. We did a music bracket on Pardon My Southern, and I said. It's sad that now I know how my dad felt listening to 80s music when I was in the truck with him. Yeah. Knowing how... Don't do the math on that. Yeah. It's yeah. depressing. Yeah. Well, I've seen the videos where, like, kids in high school now, like, their homecoming weeks are, like, oh, early 2000s. Because <laughs> we had 80s week when yeah, I was yeah. in high school. And you're like, yeah. well, uh, hold on just a... F- oh, wait. No, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like well, this. you with your puffy vest and yeah. your Old Navy flag shirt on. <laughs> and your flannel shorts. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, plaid, plaid, oh, get it plaid right. shorts. Gosh, yeah, I, I really, and I'm trying to like push. I'm putting a little bug in in Eric Nix's ear because uh, you know he done the brew crawl back to back years. We've done '90s theme, and I was pushing hard. I was like, listen, I think next year, 2000s night. Yeah. I'm telling you, well now he's gonna have three people. In his this ear. is what the people want. Yeah, and well <laughs> and then everybody else who were hanging out with was like. I was like, let's change it up. And they're like, yeah, 80s night. And I was like, absolutely not. No, I am, I am over the 80s. Um, that's played out. 2000s, I'm telling you. Because you can go to the thrift store and get some 2000s stuff easy. 100%. Easy. If you're doing 80s, you're going to you're gonna have to buy it. you got to yeah. dig that's deep. Not, that's, that's an eBay find. That's not showing up at America's Thrift Store anymore. No. We're way past the time at the mutual school we went to where we had 70s day. And you could just walk into a thrift store. Find like an afro wig and a button up that you only had to button up your midway through your chest. Yeah, those days are over. Now. Let's just throw. Yeah. Let's just let's just go ahead and throw it out here in the universe. <laughs> if the if the old sixty four birthday bash brew crawl is not two thousands thing, if Eric doesn't want to go that route, I think I think there's gonna there should be a past the jar Matt Mitchell collab two thousands brew crawl there. A few months later. Yes. Let's give the people what they want. Let's do it the following we, weekend. And we <laughs> really step on them. Two hours after that ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you thought this day was over? No, yeah. we're going Sunday to Monday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and we will incorporate Jasper and Bob the tap into this one. We won't leave. We won't leave him out. Yep. We cannot do that. Uh, also incorporated the midnight special. Yes. Uh, legs if it's still open. Nope. After party at Wesley's. Boom. Boom. Green Top closes at nine. We learned that in the last football game. Yeah, which is wild. 
That has to be something recent, right? Closing at nine? Yeah. yeah. That can't on be a right. Friday night. Why? Exactly. Was there something wrong? That's they told we us we wanted. could have a beer, but we couldn't have food. Yep. Gave us a beer at 857. <laughs> wouldn't get us food. What's going on there? Yeah, world's... Hey, world's coming to a... Man. Matt, screeching. Matt said, I thought everything was back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> then here I... Yeah. Wow. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So... You want your green top fix? Get there before 830. Really? Yeah. If you, if you want a 90s brew call, shout out to my boy Eric. Mm-hmm. Old 64. If you want 2000s brew call, shout out to us. T. Shane's coming in hot. <laughs> Heads up. It's coming. I can't stand you. <laughs> Sorry. No, Anyways, Matt, uh, if there was anybody out there like dreaming of content creation as their future, what's one little nugget that you'd throw their way? Uh, don't wait. Do it now. Do it now, and then stick with it. Uh, that's that's the trick. That's it. I hear so many people say, "I want to do this." I just don't really know. Um, if anybody will watch it, yeah, when you start off, nobody will. That's how it works. <laughs> nobody gets a million views their first time out. Shout out to Pass the Jar YouTube page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just go for it, and uh, and it'll it'll come eventually. Yeah. I mean, for me to for me to have my first, like, million view video, it took me from the first point of, like, creating co- internet content. I mean, it took, like, ten years. Yeah. So, be prepared to wait. Hopefully, with the way the internet works now, you won't have to wait 10 years. Because like TikTok has made it very easy to get an audience. Yeah, I wish that existed 10 years ago. But so if our wives are listening, let Shane and I hang out more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and the moral of the story is... <clears throat> yeah, but We yeah. can cut this time down in half if we just hang out every single day. We've yeah. been hanging out for 10 years. Yeah. Have been making content yeah. for 10 years. Anyways, Matt... Uh, Dude, I appreciate you coming back on, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Always. I, I remember know. my favorite uh, TikTok live. Matt and I were just chatting back and forth. He was, I think, oh, playing yeah. one of your arcade machines in your basement, and you're just TikToking live. I need to go. I need, I need to do that again. It's been a while. And Matt held up a, <clears throat> he held up a microphone and said, "There's something coming soon." And all I said was. If you need any help, just let me know. And I signed off. Well, no, you like, bring that up. You bring up the live thing. And that, that really hit a nerve with me. <laughs> because there was one night, I was just perusing the old TikTok. See Matt's going live. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll check it out. I don't know if it was like a Q&A thing or what, but you had on a neon Chattahoochee hat. Yeah. And I was ecstatic. I mean, super excited. It's a sweet hat. Immediately closed out of your live. Sorry. Went to Google. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, went to Google, looked it up. It was sold out. Went back to your live and just watched an envy for <laughs> as long as it ran. You did they let? Because I had to pre-order it, or like it was on back order. But I think yeah, see, they, they give you the even, option to order it even if they're sold out. Do it, and you'll get it in about a month. Yeah, they weren't even doing that. It oh, was just, just like gone. yeah, it said um, mm-hmm. shipment coming soon or something along those lines. Oh, Alan must have hit him with that lawsuit. They, yeah, I was gone. yeah, I was distraught. <laughs> yeah, it is a it's a sweet hat. It is. Get uh, one of the fine t-shirt hat places around here just to make it for you. Go well, I didn't want to get them in the bind, you know, just in case <laughs> Alan comes in one day. Yeah, We could probably go print us two off and nothing will ever yeah. be said. Just be like, hey, you see this hat yeah. in this video? Make this just for us two. 
Nothing will ever be said. Well, there is a lot of merch out there that has like straight up just country music lyrics on it. Yeah, and yeah, one hundred percent. A ton of it, and I don't. I guess it's. I don't know if it's fair to do or not. I probably shouldn't say this, but it's just been eating at me. If the Braves do win the World Series, I'm one hundred percent getting a navy, uh, navy blue felt Atlanta Braves cowboy hat to celebrate beating the Astros. Do it, and that's going to be electric. <laughs> you gotta get that specially made. That doesn't exist. right? No, yeah, no. I've, I've Googled it extensively, and I haven't found one. for that, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Custom Western hats don't run sure. cheap. Yeah. You're not going to goatees to get that. No. no. <laughs> well, I feel like I could just hit Boot Barn for just like that's, a khaki custom. That's a trip to Jack's Western wear up in Coleman right there. <laughs> that's a drive. Okay, so. Just got to get the old fabric dial on yeah. it one good time. Yeah. On Jim's episode, we couldn't des- decipher where Goat Island Brewing Company was. Where is it? <laughs> exactly. It's the worst place, worst okay, possible first off, spot for brewery. First off, I'm not like bashing these guys because I've been drinking their beer this whole podcast. I don't make I don't make their beer. Um, <laughs> their blood orange is solid. Sometimes they make me pay for my, my tab. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, shit. What? Um, I know. It's a hit or miss. I never know. Sometimes it's like, oh, you got a tab going. And sometimes they're like, yeah, hold on. But then if it's like one of the owners there, it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. If it's like one of the, the, the younger ones working. Following the rules, whatever. <laughs> That's going to be $27? Yeah, let me pull it up. Mass, I'd add two beers. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but, uh, no, they're, like, in the industrial park of Coleman. They're, like, in the warehouse area. Like, it's not – this is a beautiful thing about Jasper's downtown is that you can just, like, you can brew hop every night. Yeah. You can hit up, like, three great spots on the same two blocks or whatever. Uh, you cannot walk to you'll, you'll fall in a ditch if you try to walk over to um massive fall into a church Goat Island. yeah uh it's it's not a, it's not a great location but it is a pretty it, they've they've done a lot in yeah. there over the last like two years i've heard it's a pretty a dope spot. spot and it is a good music spot they are heavy on music yeah they do a karaoke night every thursday they do an open mic on tuesday you would think s- for a place that cares so much about music they wouldn't have sold out rock the south sold out what are you talking about oh With, Oh, okay. The, well, a joke just flew over Matt Mitchell's head. Wait, that Goat Island sold out Rock the South? No, I'm talking about Coleman in general. Oh, they didn't yeah. sell it out? <laughs> well, no, they sold out in like the sense of like the performers. Oh, God, let me do that yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. Oh. There he goes. He gets when it. Has it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but never, they have never good to have to break down a joke. It's never been. Uh, I, I, I just was tying Goat Island into it. Yeah, it, no, there. Yeah. it was me misunderstanding the sentence. Uh, Shane's yeah, good at making you confused. I don't know. I've never been like super fired up about the entire Rock the South lineup. No, ever. yeah, no, that's fair. Um, there's always been like one of the headliners, and I was like, why are they coming? I feel like it's always been like that with them. But it's getting worse. Yeah, but you, you can see the progression is just, yeah, it's it's, it's losing touch. Yeah, but I'll give them like it was probably hard to get this year figured out. True. But they're supposed to announce the new one. They just announced the dates. They're gonna announce yeah, it's like in three weeks, beginning yeah. of friggin' August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to get on that. Show. We'll be here for another two and a half hours. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to have to touch this podcast. Just mix and master. There you go. It's been gold. And that's what happens when you have somebody knows what a good conversation yeah. consists of. Here. Just wait. I'm about to drop five F-bombs. In the <laughs> here we <Ready>? go. <laughs> <sighs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> you have like, oh, I have, the, I have like a zoom in and zoom out button, and I have to zoom in really far to get those F-bombs. Just to just pull them out. <laughs> no. If you if you're here for the f bombs, go to Pardon My Southern because we don't go. cut those out. Or whatever episode that was, we done with uh, 
Awesome. The therapy session. Yeah, because you left the, like, oh, yeah, but you want some quality content? Go to, like, the last seven minutes of that episode. <laughs> oh, nice. It's I just think, me and Austin bouncing just cuss words off each other. <laughs> I think that I think that's at the point where I woke up hungover on that Sunday morning. I was like, you know what? Let's just throw it on podcast. Just it. Post. Anyways, Matt, uh, man, thank you for coming back. Yeah, man. Had a blast. We'll, uh, we'll, ha- we'll do it again. Hopefully not another year and a half. But I know you're a busy man. I, I That's why I plan this a while. Always make time for past the jar. Hey, my favorite Walker County podcast. Thank you. He gave he did give us a shout on his TikTok that. live that had a shit ton of people in there. That might have actually been the night that that I got mad about the chat. <laughs> he just left. He missed yeah. the shout out. <laughs> yeah, and then came back. But yeah, uh, man, is there anything you want to plug real quick before you head out? No, I think, I, I think we've talked nah, about all nah. of it tonight. We covered it. Uh, it's good. Come to Tallulah Thursday nights. It's a lot of fun. It okay, is. before I close out, it's no longer, it's weird no longer referring to you as Matt the Ostrich Mitchell. You're now it just Matt, Matt Mitchell. Yeah, I get it. was just too much work trying to explain that to people outside of Alabama. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, it's a long story. And it is just, <clears throat> when I explain it in a nutshell, it's very weird. So... <laughs> Um, did you cut it off overnight, or did you kind of wean yourself off No, it was off definitely of it? a wean. Okay. Definitely wean. Yeah. <laughs> Hard wean on that one. Yeah. To ease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was difficult to do, and it's still kind of like, uh, should I have done that? Because there are several Matt Mid. there's a bunch of Matt Mitchells out there. It's like what, the John Smith of 80s babies. Um, <laughs> there's another Matt Mitchell comedian in Alabama who really? goes by Cassio Kid. Um, oh, thank God. So, uh, but he still will write down Matt Mitchell and, and he'll do his stand up un, under the name Matt Mitchell. So I've had people like message me and like, gonna see you this, can't wait to see you this weekend in Huntsville. I was like, that's it's not, not me. me. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Have fun. Like, I'm sure you'll enjoy the show. Yeah. But that is not me. He's, that profile picture is iconic, though. Of mine? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Done yeah. by some random Russian on Fiverr. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very Absolutely. Nice. Fiverr, great place to go for quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out Switzerland. For the one guest there that listens to us, isn't that amazing? It's yeah. wild. But, yeah, like I'll plug our de- our demographics, and I'm like, who's listening here? Unless you're running a VPN, then it's obvious. Yeah. Which, if you are, hey, don't want still shout to out know to know Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the jar. Wild thing to be running a VPN <laughs> on, but hey, get it how you live. You know what? I bet they're struggling over here in Russia, so we're just gonna set our VPN to yeah. Russia. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on, and uh. <laughs> We'll have you back on sometime soon. Let's do it. Yeah. Folks, this has been Matt Mitchell. He's a busy man these days. Glad post, he can make time for post, us. Post C word. I'm glad I'm glad he made time for us. Two and uh two and a half hours. Yeah. I'm Drake. Conversation. Pittman. I'm Shane Murray. If that jar's not empty, pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. Check out everywhere Matt Mitchell is. We'll see you next time on Pass the Jar. <laughs>